0: To episode number fifty seven of the third power. This is Anthony Avatolo, your host, along with your other host, Majibio. Woo. <laughs> and you get a rabble master, and you get a rabble master. And you get a rabble
1: master. Dude, everybody's
0: getting a rabble master. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Well, we're not talking about rabble Master today. we are here to talk about green, the color green and cube, of course, not just the color green in general. We're not talking about Ziploc bags <laughs> yellow plus blue hmm yeah do you remember those commercials yeah, I do Yellow plus blue makes green. it's
2: sealed
0: <laughs> that's a, so, that's a smart idea, yeah. Right, so right, so simple. Even like you know, idiot adults can do it. <laughs> so it's uh, so we're here talking about green, talking about cube, uh, continuing our series on each color. So of course we'll talk about what green does, what green can do. Uh, we'll uh, field some listener questions as well, and of course we'll name some of our favorite green cards, honorary green cards, insert. Any number of jokes at this point about immigrants <laughs> they may come up at some point can't yeah. say it's <laughs> really hard to say green card over and over and over again and not at some point go to you know yeah it seems it
1: seems like it's kind of like implied i don't know if implieds the right word but
2: yeah it's but, there.
0: you know it's 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 you know it's uh, it's a uh, not quite the elephant in the room it's kind of like the uh The Bailoff in the room? The fly buzzing around your head in the room. Well, I guess it could be the Elephant Guide in the room, perhaps? There you go. Good old Elephant Guide. So, the Bailoff in the room. Bailoffs are bigger than elephants, unless you're uh, Nasty Terasty. Yeah, that's a big elephant. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll start this episode, like we do every episode, with a -a Crack-A-Pack. And uh, tonight we're actually going to use Usman's Cube, which is... Uh,
1: It has 465 cards. It has and po- it
0: is powered.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has power cards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right.
0: Now, does it have conspiracy or any of that kind of stuff, too, or unhinged?
1: It has, like, um, some of the robots from conspiracy, but no actual conspiracies.
0: Okay, so the draft constructs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, whatever, Cogwork, Librarian, whatever.
0: Okay. Cool. Those cards have been, they're, they've all been pretty fun. Yeah, they are fun. That's the thing. Their cards are really fun. Yeah. Card number 1. <laughs> Jason Sculptor. Oh, sure, yeah. Sure, why not? Sure. Why not? All right, next card.
1: Sword of Fire and Ice. Yeah, okay. The fact's
2: pretty juiced.
1: All right. Good start. <laughs> wow. We'll see where we can go from here. Uh not as not as broken Una's prowler. Not not, not Jace or Sword. No. No. Significant significant downturn. Downturn. <laughs> in power level. A card that um kind of hoses all of them. Uh face fetters. Oh wow. This pack is real juiced. Number five, treachery. Yeah,
0: okay. That's
1: pretty good. Not bad.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a it's a card.
1: Yeah. Uh number six, Stormbreath Dragon. Ooh. Is a, a dragon? Kind of like me today, because I didn't get much sleep. <laughs> number seven.
0: Or after eating spicy chili. Oh, yeah, the
1: endorphins. Oh, man. Spicy for me, so that's really bad. Uh, number seven, Mistress Factory. I wear pants pretty well. All right. Uh, a card I know you're going to dig. Parallax Wave. Oh, I thought you were
0: going to say dig through time. Oh, oh man. That would have been sweet. <laughs> Or uh, wasn't there a shovel card in Innistrad? Uh,
1: probably like Heavy Matic or something or something. know.
0: Of... I thought there was an actual shovel. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Shovel Knight <laughs> or something. I, I gotta look it up. Graveyard <laughs> shovel. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that you could dig that card.
1: Oh, there you go. If you eh. equip, eh. if you, if you equip that a knight, you get Shovel Knight. There you go. Eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> Number nine, Boros Charm. That's pretty nice. Not bad. Uh, Number 10, Damnation.
2: Damnation.
1: That is... That's interesting. Number 11. Damnation. Yeah. Number 11, Animate Dead.
0: All right, so we got some reanimation support cards going here. Number 12, Plateau. All right, we got some uh, red-white cards going here. All Uh,
1: number 13, Sneak Attack.
0: Alright, Sneak Attack.
1: Number 14, Young Pyromancer.
0: Young peasy. Young,
1: young Pizzo. Young pizzo. And number 15, my Collector's Edition, Lanoir Elves. <laughs> it's kind of funny just to end with that card. Yeah, it's like, and... So Lano. unassuming. Well... I guess that could be a, a, th- a topic, because
0: it's the only green card. It is the only green card. And it's like, and it's Lynn, or elves. <laughs> And Elves. And it's likely the only card I'm not considering. No, I'm, I'm probably not considering a couple of these cards, but... Yeah. So, uh, so basically what I heard was, Chase the Mind Sculptor, Sword of Fire and Ice.
2: Yeah? yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe Which Treachery?
0: I mean, no, where, I where do you take Treachery over
1: Jace the Mind Sculptor? I don't know. Just never, right? I remember, I remember drafting some like Back dragon. I remember drafting some Dragon Cube where they took out Treachery because it was "quote unquote" too good. Broken dudes free. It is quite free. I mean, but Jace is great. Jace the Mind
0: Sculptor is real good. I mean, Jace is Jace, right? Like, jeez. They had to ban him. So, uh... so I don't know about you, but I am personally taking Jace the Mind Sculptor out of this pack. I probably would too. Yeah, I, I sort of fire and ice certainly is is a card as well. And the person, I can imagine the look I would get passing sort of fire and ice, and you kind of give him a little wink, a little. Yeah. I took. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, like a
1: nod of approval. It's like yeah, oh, look at God. that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So
0: you know, and and so you know, and there's certainly some candidates with Jace. We're certainly not tabling treachery. No. Um. We're certainly not tabling the Sword of Fire Knights, but I could see possibly tabling the damnation, depending on how big the pack is. Um, or you know, something like Parallax Wave if we want to be like a blue white control deck.
2: Yeah. Um, like...
0: uh, Parallax wave is you know, fits in multiple kinds of decks here, so
1: it's not embarrassing, like if you get like Jace and Parallax Wave as kind of your curve toppers for your blue white tempo aggro deck or whatever. Certainly. Like they get they get stuff out of the way.
0: Right, I figured we pick up, like, a Geist of St. Traft or whatever coming up soon, or... Even oh. the Face Fetters, right? I mean, Face Fetters is fine as well in that role. One of the other ones is missing. How do you feel
1: about Face Fetters? Apparently that card has been, like,
0: dropping Yeah, from falling out healers? of favor a little bit. I don't know. I still like the card. It is a, uh, uh, a splashable... See, episode number, whatever it was. Uh, a splashable removal spell for virtually any permanent type. Yeah. That helps catch you up by gaining four life. Like there are so many times where just like face fettering something, like face fettering their biggest guy and gaining four is enough to buy you like almost like a, a usually a full turn if not multiple turns.
1: Like face fetters your cough. And it's
0: like sweet. <laughs> right. It's like I'll have that life back, and I'm not getting attacked for another four this next turn. It's like I love my life
1: right now. <laughs> I don't know it feels like it it feels like it's been falling off because of other cards like banishing light and uh council of judgment. Sure. But, I mean I still think it's fine. I don't know if I like how I would personally rate it with regards to o ring and um banishing light and council of judgment and face fetters, I probably would rank it below them just because
0: of the cost, but I mean, it's, right, cause fine. it's three fine. Right, because it's three versus four. But, like, the four life in, an, in the control deck, so four life is nothing to sniff at. Yeah. So...
1: And it's even, not even that embarrassing in, like, an aggressive deck. like Right, like,
0: as your blogger, I mean, or, you know, right, it's a, not a card you always want, and your, you, you're looking to play in your aggressive deck. But, you know, like, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly not blank. Yeah. And I mean, I can imagine it being at least somewhat decent in the aggressive mirror, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> get get wrecked. Right, like they're one guy to leave back. You're just like, you know, up up the damage race a little bit, like plus four you. Yeah. <laughs> like... So... Which is why like Lightning Helix is such a blowout in those things, too, because you're just like, not only am I not taking damage from this guy, but I'm also gaining life. That's fair. <laughs> so... Such fairness. So... All right. Well, let's hey let's let's get right to it. Let's talk about green. Let's, let's talk, talk about green, baby. Let's
2: talk about let's me. Talk let's about talk green.
0: about all the good things and the bad things that can be. Let's talk about green.
2: Let's talk
0: about. Let's talk about green. <laughs> let's no, talk wait. about green. Let's talk about. Let's talk about green.
2: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So where would you like to...
0: All right, well, let's talk about basically what green does. And uh, in it has, you know, multiple roles. Uh, it continues to change uh, over time a little bit as as different things are printed, different things kind of gain some momentum, you know, wax and wane, wax and wane. Uh, a lot of, much like black, a lot of people have trouble finding an identity for a green. Now, we often refer to green as, you know, green should have, green's the creature color, right? Like, that's what green does. If you look at green cube sections, what's the highest concentration of card type? It's probably creatures. Creatures, right? So that's... that's the way it is. I mean, it's just the way it is. That's what green does the best, is plays creatures. So why is it that green is probably the third or fourth best aggressive color? Yeah, yeah. It is is def- it because of the one drops?
1: Honestly I it's in kind of a weird spot. Like sometimes it feels like um for lack of better terms when people talk about a color, they naturally want to talk about mono like mm-hmm. mono green or whatever, mm-hmm. and then kind of distill it into that part when that I mean it's not a hundred percent accurate, like sometimes it feels like it loses some I don't know subtleties, or it loses part of the discussion. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what green brings to the party for aggressive decks, like red, it brings you know small dudes, but it also brings burn to get stuff out of the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: White has small dudes and then removal like Path to Exile and O-rings and whatever, and small dudes. Green has small dudes, but it doesn't really have a whole lot else mm-hmm. to bring to the party. Like there's growth effects and I honestly do wonder if maybe like growth effects might be worth another look see. Mm-hmm. Because I it feels like the argument was that because of removal that makes those kind of combat tricks worse. But I don't know. I mean it makes sense, but I do wonder if maybe that's worth another look-see. Or hopefully if there's more good green pump. But I think that's the problem with, you know, green I think that's where you know, like you said, it's probably one of the weirder slots. It's, it's got a whole bunch of good ones, but like it doesn't really have does, much.
0: Does, oomph. does it even have? Does it even have as good a ones as white as the other colors? Though. I think they're, at this point,
1: I think they start out decently. Like, there's certainly not as many twos for two powers for one, mm-hmm. which is an issue. Like, there's jungle lion, which I mean. Law we'll drawback doesn't matter. Uh, Experiment one, which is pretty good. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. Like wolf bitten captive is not bad. Like i th- yeah, I mean it-
0: it's 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 okay, but I, I mean I think I think certainly what's his name is better than uh, wolf bitten captive is uh, isn't Gosbon ogre just better against all but red? No, I mean why? I mean it's just a two two for one, right? That yeah. they have a you know as long as they don't shock you or whatever on turn one and get control of it, you mm. should be able to stay ahead of it, yeah?
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: there's not really a whole
1: lot much else, unfortunately, and I think that's kind of the, the issue, too. And it feels like because of... It feels like that door is kind of being closed. Mm-hmm. On green, it's kind of like, well, this is what you get to work with.
0: Right, and I feel like the green ones, like well, you know while Experiment 1 was fairly recent and is very good, I feel like the green ones are all turning into mana elves. Yeah, like Tree Speaker and Elves. Uh, the aforementioned Lannowar Elves, and you know, there's there's you know a, a wide variety of of one mana green creatures that create one mana, right? We have the one that makes snow mana. We have Elves of Deep Shadow. We have Elvish Mystic, Lannowar Elves, uh, Findhorn Elves, uh, Tree Speaker, um, the the one that makes white mana,
2: mm,
1: Pilgrim.
0: Yeah, Abzan's Pilgrim. So we have you know all these ones that make you know that seems to be like the highest concentration of green one drops that' what they do. I mean, compare the uh, aggro one drops, you know the ones you mentioned we as far as like two power ones for one, and we can continue we can consider uh, experiment one to be one of those as well yeah um, but in white, we have five two ones for one or two twos for one that have like advantage that have no drawbacks right. Yeah. I we have Savannah Lions, Elite Vanguard, Dragon Hunter, Mardu Woe Reaper, Isamaru, mm-hmm. just right off the top of my head, as ones. Did you say Soldier of the Pantheon? No, I didn't even say Soldier of the Pantheon. That's another. I mean, okay. Nope, there <laughs> Yeah, another one. That yeah. are just straight up two ones for one that have no drawbacks. Yeah. I mean, and then there is that's a that's a lot. I mean, that, even the the red ones certainly have draw. You know, some of them. You know, they all have some form of drawback. But even then they go deeper almost right away. Yeah. You know, and we're we're not even talking about stuff like uh figure of destiny or uh the level up guy, student of warfare. Mm-hmm. Or now granted, I guess in green you can also consider, you know, Tattermunge Maniac. Yeah, so I was gonna say like two one for one Ta- or a centaur uh safe the centaur the one drop guy. Dry? Nilden? Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they kinda just piggyback off it where the aggress- those aggressive white decks are just not going to. It's like, oh, hey, another dude,
0: sweet. So right. So so the problem is is I don't we don't have the quite the density of one drops, which yeah. is often what gets the other decks off the ground. But then, and you mentioned it earlier, it's the it's the fast start backed up by disruption, right? Or just so- like
1: maybe not necessarily disruption, something to put it over the top. It's just like here's here's how you kind of press the advantage. And I think that's part of what disruption does anyway. But sure. it's kind of like how do you press the advantage? And I guess rancor does that. Yes.
0: Well, Syl- rancor is one way to do that.
1: Sylvan library does, but I mean after that it gets kind of thin.
0: Like Sure, but Sylvan library doesn't even necessarily it doesn't pressure your opponent directly.
1: Yeah. It takes it takes some time.
0: Uh cuz it doesn't have an impact right away. You know, it's the next turn I mean there's certainly a steep cost for it if you want to be drawing extra cards not that it's unpayable and not that it's not a good card it's an awesome card but you know it's not like something like a lot of the artifact mana disruption so things like winter orb and tangle wire and smokestack and whatever that are going to have an, an immediate effect upon what they're doing mm-hmm. yeah and you have to await uh, a turn cycle to try to, to push that advantage so there's nothing to basically there's there's no there's not a lot of ways for less than five mana to kick them while they're down. Yeah. You know where black you get to you get the press advantage through discard right. You know white you get uh, things like Talia and uh, the the guy that makes all their uh, sovereign makes all their guys come into play tapped or. You know, uh, things like Parallax Wave that we talked about, or the, the removal spells, the Oblivion Rings and the pads and the swords and uh red, the burn spells. I mean the black's got the removal too. And what does green have for less than five?
1: Yeah, it has um uh well I guess Song of the Dryads, but Right,
0: right, that's, yeah. That's like, it. Turn, like turn to log.
1: Yeah, turn to log, turn that turn that guy into a tree. But aside from that, yeah, it's just I think that's the issue. Like sometimes you'll see people just like poo pooing like one drop aggressive creatures and say like that's the problem, it's because these creatures are bad. When that isn't necessarily the case, it's just. I, th- I think it's. A, I think it could certainly
0: be a factor, but it I certainly mean, doesn't tell the whole story.
1: No, I think it it doesn't tell the whole story at all. Yeah, it's just like if you see, if you see, if someone were to see like a jungle line in someone's cube, it's like, O M G, this card sucks. It isn't necessarily that that card sucks. It's just like, what does unfortunately
0: what does the jungle lion deck do to win the game
1: yeah and that's i think the rub it's like yeah what's what what is green contributing to that deck
0: right and if you think about it what have the green aggressive decks turned into in constructed magic i i'm trying to think i should know this think think tom ross Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah. They're the infect decks, right? They're the they're the they're the old like you know stompy decks, but now instead of having to deal twenty, you only have to deal ten. Mm-hmm. So the pump spells, the giant growth, the vines of ashwood, the become immense things like that are worth way more. The temporary pump spells are just worth a ton more because their life total is actually just half. And, yeah, and that's. You know, that's what green has become. That's the way kind of the green aggressive decks have pushed and constructed. Because that's a place where those pump spells actually make green good, right? Like I, I imagine at some point in time back in the day when craw worms were being slung across tables that giant growth was good because, you know, you're you got to trade your giant growth for their craw worm and so your craw worm dying. You yeah. Know, whatever that might be. And However, it's, it's I don't it's not really the case now.
2: Yeah.
1: And I've been well, I forget if I've said this on previous podcasts. It doesn't feel like I have. But like in terms of tracking stats, mm-hmm. um I've I, one thing I've been doing and it's been pretty nice visually is just taking you know exporting decks to Magic Online and then taking a screen capture of yes. the 30 decks and then that way it's just a very easy visual. It's like sure. okay, this deck 30, this deck 30 mm-hmm. and like I was looking at what the aggressive green-slash-X aggressive decks do. Okay. And it seemed like a lot of the times it wasn't, like we are talking about, a lot of the times it wasn't, you know, just like Jungle Lions and things like that. It was more like, what it was more just like it complements it and not necessarily a focus of it. Even, like, Boros, for example, brings its own things to the party.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, like, this red-green deck, I think I may have posted it, on Twitter or something, but, like, the green cards are stuff like Viridian Shaman, Bloodbraid Elf, Curse of Predation, uh, you know, just, like, in fixing for it. Mm. It was, a mo- only mo- it was like, a mostly red aggro deck with, like, those as backup and, like, Shame of the Great Hunt, etc. Um, there was, like, a- an aggressive-ish green-white deck. But even still, most of the early drops weren't really green. It was stuff like Tarmogoyf and, like, Kasali Pride Mage and Den Protector... But it wasn't that they were the early the early dudes weren't defining the, that part of the game. It was mainly just like I'm trying to think of a term, but they were they were just kind of like, hey, here's uh it's a wingman. You know, it's just like here's the star of the party, the red aggressive creatures, and it's a wingman. It's like here's here's Song of the Dry, it's a back you up, here's Curse of Prediction okay. back you up.
0: So, so that's so let's yeah, let's let's go into uh being a support color. Let's dovetail into that, uh, except for I'm going to leave you with the thought that we'll come back to later That is the does the aggressive green deck now in cube mean one drop elf into three drops early, or perhaps spending turns one and two to ramp to play your five drops on turn three, that that's the way you're going to get ahead and be aggressive. I think it's more just mid-range. I mean... Well, think about that as we, as we talk about green as a support color. So we talk about Right, being the, the wingman, right? Having cards that are easy to splash, right? The Song of the Dryads, the Garrick Relentlesses, right?
1: Oh, Garrick so, Relentless.
0: So, you know, cards that are easy to cast. The uh, Viridian Shaman, or uh, what's the one that just came out? The uh, the 2-1 that gets both types. Uh, I was going to say Inoch uh, Protector. Last cor- no, it's the last corset. It's it's awesome for Cube. uh, Oh, yeah, Rexage, yeah. So, like, Reclamation Sage is a great example of that, right? So this card that can jump in with minimal green support, because green has this funny thing, too, of it's the fixing color, but it's hard, it's not as easy to fix for green as it is for green to fix into other colors, right? Yeah, and sometimes you'll so you hear, like... you don't splash for, ex, you know, you don't necessarily splash for uh, Farseek.
1: Yeah, and it's like sometimes you'll see people who are less experienced in drafting, just not necessarily cube, just drafting in general, like splash for their civic wayfinder or something, you know, just like for a fixer, or like a, a cultivator or something.
0: Right, I mean, and, and, you know, there are certainly times where you want to do that. I don't necessarily think that's that's necessarily bad, but it's it's an odd balance where you want green for the fixing but if you have to fix for green that's the assumption that you don't have green to start with yeah and you yeah. Don't find green whereas green is the car the car the color that often finds the other colors but anyway so like the support spells things like the removal spells like the blood braid elves right so a lot of the green multicolor cards i think are very good
1: yeah and i think um, one of the things that i thought was interesting and again i forgot if if i talked about it when Dragons got spoiled, but Dragon Lord Atarka. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because a lot of the Natural Order and I and we can talk about that too. Um, nat- cards like Natural Order, things like that. It it brings an additional element to those cards because for the most part, a lot of the Natural Order targets are just big things, but they don't necessarily interact with creatures. They're all just like Terastodon and Primus and Prime Time and. Whatever, but they don't necessarily interact with creatures. So if your opponent has creatures or a Jace, then oops, oops, lol, you're kind of in danger. But I think Dragonlord Atarka brings that aspect to it pretty well, too. I don't know if that has really much to do with anything.
0: But there you go. <laughs> so, you know, that's, uh,. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm just, okay. I'm just kind of a, a, amused by your... Well, I don't know what that has to do with. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, You've thrown me completely off now. So, we, if you look at like the gr- the green guilds, right? Often, the deepest guild, right? The deepest two-color combination is green-white. Yeah we've seen a lot of good cards. There are a lot of solid cards in green, black. There are tons of solid cards in green, red, and while not as deep as the other ones, we're starting to see more and more action in green, blue, and all these cards that you see across those two colors often play very, very well into the color that they 're paired with,
1: yeah, oh and even like atarka's command, you know I think
0: right, yeah just, that's I the way keep... earlier you mentioned the green red that's the first card I thought of was atarka's command.
1: Yeah, Which just like, like, hey. Very really
0: well into the red strategy.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's like the wingman. It's like, hey, here's the pump, and here's the bolt. Right. Or, I mean, Dromoka's,
2: have
0: you played with Dromoka's Command? I have not. I, I've seen it played, though. The card is real nice. It's, now, it's you know, like saying right now, I only I haven't played with it in cube at all, but, you know, just playing with the card in general and standard or whatever, mm-hmm. card, every time they cast that spell, I'm just like, well, this is going to suck. Yeah. Like, every single time. And it's just like, and when that constantly happens, I have to go, now granted, green, once again, green-white's almost impossible to break into. But I look at that card, and every time I play against this card, I'm like, yeah, I could see this card being good. It's certainly a fine, you know, sticking in the, the 12 deep, 15 deep of non-embarrassing white-green cards that you could play in cube.
1: Yeah, if somebody played against you, it's like, oh.
0: you like, oh, right, if someone plays it in cube, I'm not going to be like, ha-ha, you suck, your cube suck. No, because I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, what's what, what's dying, what's getting bigger. Okay. Careful. Or two things dying. Am I have to sacrifice this guy and they sacrifice this card and you fight and kill one of my guys? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah, it's Yeah, this is all kind of suck. Yeah, I mean, I get it. So So I think as a support color, it certainly has a lot of legs. Yeah. Uh with the single green. Uh and then let's go into you mentioned natural order. Mm-hmm. There is, of yeah. course, the the cheating aspect of it, right? So cards like Natural Order, Eureka, things like that, to be able to cheat your fatties into play, and it which does is certainly a thing.
1: Yeah, I, I do remember. I think it was in Moto Cube because they've used kind of like data as like a thing, and I think they took out cards like Eureka. I think Show and Tell, which can be kind of an, you know, in that stream strategy.
0: Well, right, and that's because. You know, what's the problem with show-and-tell? Well... We both show. Right. It's also... Hmm. What color is it in? Oh, and it's one mana cheaper? Hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: Sure. But, like, I mean, like, show-and-tell and Eureka, I think they said were, like... I think they were taken out because they weren't doing enough. Mm-hmm. But I, I I do wonder if maybe just everybody was just trying to dirtle or something. It's like, hey, here's this Avenger... Here's my, uh... Whatever, here's my Ugin. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> right, you have,
0: to, you have to really, really pay off to be able to make those cards worth it. You have to have a lot of gas in hand. Also, unlike something that's one-sided, like Natural Order or uh, Tooth and Nail, which is another card I do like Yeah. in the cheat. Because let's face it, yeah, it's seven mana or nine mana or however much it costs to kick it, to uh, entwine it. Yeah, you're getting a lot of mana versus of creature for the amount of mana that you spend.
1: If it's in your deck, if it's in your deck, you'd better be paying. I mean, if you're putting it in your deck and you're just getting like, here's two titans. It's like, uh, 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 sure. (laughs) I don't know. It doesn't seem very good. Like here's this. Uh, I don't know. Like unless you're not, if you're getting, you better play it. If you're getting
0: paid. Right. <laughs>
2: there right. you go. It's
0: not like you don't want to be like, natural order. Thrag here's tusk. Here's... Thrag <laughs> tusk. Yes. Not even that. Like, I, I mean, here's... I don't know. I mean, unless you're in dire straits and you absolutely need to gain life, but you're like, natural order. Go get... Wicker <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. Don't of, there's so many just awkward examples. I have trouble with the big one. Here's... Wow, mongrel. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Or here's, like, random four-drop. Here's a th- the run. Yeah, they're Like, Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I guess that card's good. Yeah. No, you want to be, like, natural order. And they're like, oh what's going to happen? Hornet Queen. Like, yeah, heart- oh, <laughs> okay. Now ah, <laughs> I see what's going on. Or you want to be, like, natural order. And they're like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? And you're like, Crater Huff. And you're
1: it's, dead. It's like lovely. Yeah, it's it's sweet. I do like those kind of cards. And again, I think that's a door. That's another one of those doors that they aren't gonna reopen for good reason. I mean, that's that's pretty broken. <laughs> Especially with progenitus. You know, honestly, I'm not really big on progenitus in cube in general. It's just very hey, you, kind of useless without Eureka or ways to cheat it in a play.
0: Yeah right. I mean, who's actually casting that spell? I don't know. Just coming from the person who plays door to nothingness. But who's actually ca- at least door to nothingness? When you play that mana, they dead. Yeah, they're dead. They dead. I remember one also time really fun.
1: I remember somebody in Moto Cube. Um, I had a Council Judgment in my hand, and he went to natural order. I'm like, please progenitus, please progenitus, please progenitus, <laughs> because like right. if he got any other big idiot, I was dead. Just right. because I couldn't deal with the disruption is like progenitus. I'm like sweet, kill it, kill you. <laughs>
0: And you're dead. <laughs> but, right, yeah. And, yeah, and I've had that happen to me before, too, where they're like, Natural Order, I'm playing like the Goblin deck, they're like, Natural Order Progenitus! I'm like, so wait. Warren weirding you. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Protection from everything except sacrifice effects. Oh. So, you know, or I've also, they were like Progenitus, and I've gone, okay, play a bunch of hasty creatures and kill you with... The pile driver that has protection from blue. Wow,
1: yeah. wow, that's yep. beautiful. Yeah,
0: that's... I, I did that with one. I think that that one that Star City Open where we first met in St. Yeah. Louis. I think at one point in time during that day, I killed someone. I swung through their progenitus. Nice. I also swung through. I think it was a term. I swung through somebody's. Uh, uh, artifact of Chroma too. Swings through the Steelwind. Oh, Steelwind? Nice. Yep, I swung through Steelwind that was able to kill him even through the First Strike lifelink. Was still able to do enough damage because he couldn't block it to kill him. Wow, that's beautiful. So, uh, good old pile driver. Anyway, yeah. so... So cheating is, is certainly one way to do that and I think is a perfectly reasonable game plan for it. Natural Order, I feel like, is just one of those cards that every green deck should be playing. Every yep. green cube, as long as you have, you know, those types of cards that you can, you're can, you willing to spend. You trade value or whatever, or money or whatever to get it. Like, natural, it's just a very natural fit. The screen's got a lot of big, yeah, huh, thank you. It's got a lot of, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of good payoff for it. And certainly, turning your, you could certainly, do, there are situations where you can get stuff out of it too, right? Sacrificing your kitchen things. Sacrificing your Thrag Tuffs to go get something else, right? Mm-hmm. sacrifice my Thrag Tusk to get Eternal Witness to get back Thrag Tusk. I mean, you know, there, there's ways to do stuff like that, too, you know what I mean, where you can generate... It can, it can be a value generator in addition to just going over the top. Yeah. But I, I think the thing that I found that I really like, it, it's kind of a... I, I guess it's, you know, runs parallel to the cheating in play, and that's the ramp deck.
1: I was just about to get into that, yeah. I actually... Have a picture of this really good mono green deck that somebody drafted, and it was mono green ramp because hey, ramp, but yeah, so, I think that's really
0: that's a great place to be there's all kinds of you know and, and, and to me there's two kinds of ramp in green primarily, right there's the land ramp deck, which is you're talking uh you know all your two man. so you're talking your uh what's the Steve- one that to send one? Oh, duh. search for tomorrow. Yeah, search for tomorrow, your rampant growths of, of various different types, your kadamas reach, your cultivates, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I certainly think that's one way uh you could do it. Um mm-hmm. and one way that pays off with cards like when we were talking with Marshall, we talked about cards you know, payoff cards like uh Root Awakening. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, pay off a lot in the land ramp deck. Um Then there's also just the creature ramp, right? The aforementioned elves. Uh cards like Raffellos. cards like uh Somberwald, Sage, uh, what's the what's the new one that just came out? War not Warden of the First Tree. Uh Shaman of Forgotten Pass. Yeah, so the Oh
1: man. They- I I totally dropped the ball on this.
0: So, you know, the one that you get to bio, you get to what, biorhythm or whatever, after? Yeah, for his, nine like, mana. If it's his, right, it's his ability, right, his uh, ferocious ability, it's like, biorhythm, right?
1: Oh, it isn't Shaman of the, I don't know, Forgotten Ways or something? Shaman know. of the Forgotten Ways, that sounds right. Let's see. Oh, Shaman, yeah, Shaman of Forgotten Ways. Yeah. Oh, there's that's no the? That's, maybe, it, I think that's because of space.
0: Oh yeah, or either that, or they don't use articles in the middle of the forest.
1: I guess they're they're too good for it. I mana tap <laughs> ferocious. They 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 don't have time to mess
0: around. No, I ain't got words to waste. <laughs> I make mana. I
1: mana. <laughs> wow, this is going to way too far. But yeah, I think the, the green aspect of ramp, I, th- I feel like that, I think, is a very good way for red... I mean, g- red green to be just very good, to focus on that aspect. I don't think it's the, like, sole way, but I feel like it does ramp very, very well. And usually, if I'm facing, like, the good green decks, it feels like it's just kind of off to the races, where they're just, like, accelerant... Hold your horses, because 'cause I'm casting something huge. That's like uh oh.
0: Right, <laughs> yeah, like like Rafelos is just one of those cards that's just like if you let people on tap of it, you're just in so much trouble most of the yeah. time.
1: Yeah, just like uh, you, you get the
0: groan like uh oh. Right. It's like the uh you're like Rafelos, go and they're like eh. <laughs> shields shields up, boys.
1: Like oh boy. <laughs> I don't have the skill spell. Well, like what? Uh, what's gonna happen? here? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just in the grave danger here.
0: So, so there are two there's certainly ways to do it that way as well, and I and I think I found, I have found for me, uh, I, I've enjoyed the the support ramp thing the best, with a, a touch of natural order. Yeah, uh, that's kind of where I found it to, to be nice, you know. And then the ramp, of course, you you get to play your planeswalkers, you get to play your your big dudes, you know, your, your big dudes du jour to figure out how you want to kill people, um, of which there's a, quite a variety, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. I'm also uh, starting to see a little bit of, uh, w- with all the recent standard stuff, uh, I really wonder if, if there's a place for uh, Nykthos in the ramp decks as well. Now, I've, I've been playing Nykthos because I've already been supporting uh, the blue and black uh, support for um devotion. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if there's some room in green for that as well.
1: I mean it fits. Like Yeah, I mean it works well with what the deck is trying to do. Like mm-hmm. your mana elves tap for more. Mana. Right.
0: right, your mana elves basically tap for two mana instead of one, right? It's kinda like the old school affinity. It's like the artifact lands, right? Yeah so basically with your affinity for artifacts, they essentially tap for a two mana each. Yeah, they're all ancient tombs. So it's not quite an exact parallel, but you know you get the you get the the point of of you, that whole thing. So
1: you double dip, you you double you dip once for the tap and you dip again for the devotion. So I mean it 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 works well with what the color is trying to do.
0: And now off based off of that, do you get to then turn back and maybe cards you know cards that previously I think are kind of garbagey for supporting like time vault deck. Things like Kiora's Follower now take another step up in usefulness because of a card like Nykthos.
2: Yeah,
1: it, it, it gives them more of a... Although, like, I guess it's one of those things where... I guess, would you... I'm trying to think if I would play Kiora's Follower in the deck with Nykthos or if I would need more interactions, you know? Like, if it's one of those baseline, I I want to have five interactions to play this, otherwise I don't want to justify playing it.
0: Honestly, well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, so obviously Cure's Follower being just one of those cards that I mean, you're basically only using it on your own stuff, right? So, at the worst, it's a mana, it's a two, it's a mana bear, right? Yeah. You're just untapping r- rando land. So in that case, it fixes double mana costs. If you only have one land, uh, you have the ability to trade a two-two blocker for something larger. Uh, any sort of activated other activated ability means any sort of tapping activated ability. I should say, you gain some value from that. So I don't know. It's tough to it's tough to say. I, mean, I think certainly the uh, playing powered playing things like time bolt certainly increase that. But I'm not convinced I want it necessarily in my unpowered yet. However, what if you have something like Raffello in your deck? What if you have something like Somberwald Sage? What if you, you know, there, there, there's, there's, there's quite a few interactions.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, what if you have Seeker of Skybreak and you wanted to waste all the time in the world? <laughs> what if you have, oh, what's the blue creature that gets bigger every time something untaps? Oh, Wake Thrasher. Yeah, what if you have Wake Thrasher and those
2: two guys? <laughs> yeah.
0: I get to do everything. So, uh, it's
2: enormous. It's
0: I don't like- know. What if he just wanna untap himself? Oh, my God, you don't even need the other guy to waste time. Untap Cures Follower. <laughs> we will just do that with Wake Threat. Yeah, you. Untap Cures Follower. Untap yeah. Cures Follower. I don't know. I don't. Know. I just think of Seeker Skybreak whenever I think of untapping guys. So.
1: Yeah, good old Seeker Skybreak. Oh, the the tempest art of that was nice. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm a big I'm a big sucker for that kind of art. It is, is a
0: fine card. So, anyway, but that just a thought. If you if you're not running Nick those, I think it's better than you think it is, even without specifically supporting it. I think it's just in general better than you think it is, mm-hmm. and by you I mean you know general.
2: Yeah, a general, collective you,
0: general, right? Collective you, not the royal you. that's royal. I'm, ki- I'm the king. Or, plural, plural you. Back in Philly, we'd say use. Oh, okay. There you go. Use, use. I think it's better than use. Use guys think. Oh, guys and girls, use guys. So. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, th- so that's a, a, another way to a very effective way of having green be relevant and have it not be about creatures. However, what you're going to cast with that mana is likely creatures. Yeah, but, like what what else are you doing? Right, right, exactly. I mean, I guess you could, you know, stroke of geniusing people or... You can Ugin. Certain things like that, right, or Ugin or giant planeswalkers, I mean, there are certainly ways to, to take advantage of that or or fireballs or, you know, Whee. whatever, whatever that kind of stuff you want to do, so... Uh, I, I, also, you know, I, I think I mentioned this to you as far as just making a bunch of mana, uh, and, and this is a card I'm, I'm curious to try, and you said you're going to give it a try, is, uh, with all the, the, the mileage that uh, Mastery of the Unseen is getting, I know this is not a white card, not a green card, but it's played often in the, in the green decks and standard, if there's, if there's some legs for that, obviously it's a, a huge investment to get anything, right, if you talk it from a number standpoint, uh, why would I want to pay six mana for a
1: 2-2? Yeah. But thankfully, the game doesn't end when that <laughs> happens.
0: Right, right. Thankfully, it's, you, have, you have a little bit past that. And I, and I just think that that could be... I don't know. could be something that's kind of neat. I think you could also do with a mana ramp deck. I think you could also do... If you wanted to look for something to do with a ton of mana, you could also Genesis Wave, Genesis Hydra.
1: Oh, there you go. That's Is that something a, else
0: you could do.
1: We All the mana. So,
0: I'm going to... But yeah, okay. thankfully Yay. the reanimation.
1: But yeah, thankfully the game doesn't end. It, it sometimes feels like with evaluation sometimes they sometimes it can be like, Why would I want to do this for this? Or like, hey, this doesn't you know, just assuming the game is ending when that's happening, it's just like, well, that yeah, sometimes I'll just kill it and that'll suck for you. Sure. But when it doesn't,
0: hey, Right, and it's and it's I don't know, it's just one of those. I, you know, once again, obviously causation and correlation not the same thing. But when when you see cards that do things in constructed formats that aren't linear,s it always makes me wonder. Huh, I wonder what that would be like. You know.
1: It is kind of like a dude range. one,
0: especially, well, especially with all the morphing that we're getting now, too, right? We just got a whole line of morphs, creatures, that are pretty good that we're running, so there's more interactions of turn stuff face-up. Granted, you don't get, like, all the... The main reason why mastery is really good is because you get all the uh, the death mist, the, the death mist-raptor interactions, too, that whenever that guy dies, you to bring him back. And then, you know, all the incidental life gain over the course of... Over the course of things, so you know, there's certainly some uh, some things to, to be done, but I don't know. It's just, it's just just a thought. Something maybe I might want to try like the modern cube or something.
1: Yeah, or, I'll or, I'm gonna I'll, cool. I'll give it some reps. Worst case, it it doesn't. I don't play anymore.
0: Right, right, right. It's not not killing you to do it. It's not it's like it. well, you you're only allowed to test x card x amount of cards in your lifetime. It's yeah. like that, that awful Eddie Murphy movie with the words, the word tree or whatever, where he's only allowed to say so many words. What? Have you not Have you not seen this? No. <laughs> what I mean, well, this? it's good. You seen it? It's called like A Thousand Words or something like that. And it's basically like, here's a guy who talks too much and says all the wrong things. And he gets a curse placed on him where he's only allowed to say a thousand more words. And then when he says all those, he's going to die. And how his life changes that he's not allowed to talk.
1: That's an interesting idea.
0: I don't remember I don't what know. it's called. I don't know if it's called a thousand words. Yeah, it's actually called a thousand words.
1: I mean, the concept's interesting. Was it just bad? I don't know. I mean,
0: I haven't seen it, obviously. But yeah, oh. after after stretching the deal, after stretching the truth on a deal with a spiritual guru, literary agent Jack McCall finds a bodhi tree on his property. It's appearance holds a valuable lesson on the consequences of every word we speak. Huh. And, uh... So let's see here. The the storyline finds a tree. After discovering that with each word he speaks, a leaf drops off the tree, he refuses to speak at all, and as doing so will keep the tree and him alive. However, his work, marriage, and friendships are all affected by his choice. Can he figure out an alternate method of survival? or will he simply have to live the rest of his life to the fullest?
1: Yeah. The, so the YOLO. Oh, so he gets uh, a <laughs> <cursed. His> curse. He's <laughs> cursed. He gets a curse of predation. So, so
0: it was a $40 million budget and grossed $18 million. Oh. Ew. Ew. Also, apparently it was filmed in 2008, but not released until 2012.
1: Wow, I thought it was from the 80s.
0: No, no, that's pretty recent. Wow. It's, it's after Eddie Murphy started making bad movies again. Like he Pluto Nash. To good movies to bad movies to oh god, Pluto Nash to good movies. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. No that's a, our Eddie Murphy tangent for the, there you go. There you go. for the episode, our movie tangent. So <laughs> So basically what I for me, uh, the danger of green uh, and unfortunately, I think it might be the thing that Green does the best is the mid-range stuff. I think the majority of Green's good cards fall between four and six mana. Yeah, and it's I, I think it's easy to get there quickly. You know, it, it's easy to get to four mana a turn early, to get to five mana a turn or two early, things like that. But unfortunately, I don't know. It, it certainly while it makes life rougher on like the aggro decks, especially if you have the a life-gaining four and five drops, you know your Thrag tusks and your Bayloths and and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. It's the the mid-range deck, and far as the Cube Continuum goes. Often, I, I feel like the aggro decks beat the mid-range decks more often than the mid-range decks beat the control decks.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like we were talking about. We probably talked about this before, but being like the the everyman. Or, like, the deck that looks better than it
0: is. Oh, yeah. Oh, the green-black decks always look awesome. It's like, woo! And then you the play, main... you're like, oh, look at all these awesome cards, all this great stuff. And then you're just like, I, I can't win the match. It's like,
1: all right, I'm, I'm dead.
0: Yeah, I mean, I-, I remember one time specifically, you know, this was a number of years ago now, maybe three, four years ago, but I remember literally the only deck that was open seemed to be the green-black, like, mid-range deck. Yeah. And I drafted and I looked at my deck afterwards and I were think, thinking to myself, "Man, if this deck isn't it, I don't know what is." Yeah, like and what like happened? one, one two to the draft or whatever. Ugh, like just you know, just like everybody else was just doing better things than I was.
2: Yeah,
1: it kind of felt like you were you know, like the, Trump. It's like you're uh, you know, the everyman, you know, going to outer space or whatever in this fantastical world and it's like, "Oh, Look at these dinosaurs and you just get crushed by a dinosaur. Oh hey, here the apparently we're going back to the Jurassic. It's like, hey, look at these raptors. I just got eaten. And look at me, I'm the everyman. Doing everyman. you know, it's just yeah. I yeah.
0: Right. I I am I am mediocrity embodied. Yeah. It's like, hey guys, look at me if I go over here, I do my thing awesome. But everybody over here is faster than I am. Everybody over here is stronger than I am. Everybody over here is smarter than I am. You know, like...
2: hmm
1: Like, uh, who's that? I I think I've made this analogy before. The Hitchhiker's Guide. The protagonist. Oh, Arthur named. Dent. Yeah, oh, yeah, Arthur Dent. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like that, where he's just like this average Joe. He's like, oh, hey, here's me.
0: Right, he kind of just exists in the middle of all this stuff. So I think one of my favorite characters in those – I'm a huge Hitchhiker's Guide nerd, by the way. I, I know a lot about it, have read them multiple times. actually just watched the movie again a couple of days ago, the recent movie that was made. Okay. I like the BBC one more.
2: I don't.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think they did a really good job with the, the most recent one, and it's mainly because they have the technology to make things look good too. Yeah. Like CGI just like helps that. CGI is the one single invention that has helped – there's a reason why there's a billion comic book movies and all that kind of stuff now, and yeah. part of it's because they can, they can mm-hmm. make things, they make them look like they're supposed to, that yep. they, you know, they can basically do in moving pictures what they could only do in stills and comic books previously.
1: I'm a big fan of the analogy of just like, I forget if it was in the beginning of the first book of Hitchhikers where, um, they were trying to tell Arthur like, hey, your house is getting bulldozed. It's like, how did you not know this? It was hidden you know it was like
0: in the basement over here
1: yeah it was like signed in triplicate and i'm just like i i tend to use that phrase if just something is just like obtusely hidden i'm just like oh hey this information's in plain sight when of course it in reality it isn't mm-hmm. i'm just like I, I think that's one of my favorite parts of the book of that whole series is just that part ah yeah and it was, i think i read the book when i was in pakistan okay it was kind of weird. Like I think I read that in 1984 for the first time when I was hmm. in Pakistan. Yeah, I was. I read a lot of stuff mm-hmm. when I went there. But yeah, it was like those books are amazing. But yeah, it just feels like, and that's kind of like the analogy. Whenever I think of just like this deck that looks like, hey guys, it it's just like an Arthur Dent deck. It's like, hey guys, look at me. I'm just casting uh, like Pernicious Deed. Look, look how sweet this card is. By the way, that card is so cheap now. I got one left for like four
0: bucks. Yeah, man. Uh, conspiracy is a hell of a drug. Yeah, I, I the one I got was apocalypse. Well, but there's a lot of them out now because conspiracy is a lot floating around.
1: Yep. So I was pretty happy about that. I was like, nice. But it's just like,
0: hey, look that's at this part. It's just close to zero play. I mean, it sees playing one legacy deck. The end. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's sad. Yeah. Sometimes, like I, like the I think the green. There's a couple of green-white ag- mid-range decks that were three O's that were. I don't know. They've been
0: they've been pretty good. No, I but, think yeah. I think the green white deck is just stronger than the green black deck in general. Yeah. But,
1: like den protector. Oh my goodness, that card's a house. Yeah, that card's real nice. The maternal witness.
0: Yeah, maternal witness is sweet.
1: I do um, wish. I do wish I picked. I was gonna say. I remember thinking like, man, I wish I picked one on the cheap because I, you know, was trying it out in cube and loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I think somebody saw me whine on Twitter. It's like, hey, I'll <laughs> give you one. I was like, yes.
0: Nice. Hey, that's the, the most effective way to have anything positive happen to you is to complain about it in Magic.
2: There you it's go. It's
0: really comical how much it, that it happens. Like, I'm so amused by, like, <laughs> so many people, not necessarily telling their bad beat stories, because while that's complaining, that's not, but just, like, <laughs> it's just funny for me. And then, uh, probably just because they stick out of, like, playtesting, you'll have one person just, like, literally hammer and nailing the other one, and then the nail is just, like, god I never win any of these and like immediately win like the next two or three or nice. having uh, people like man I never win anything and immediately, so. or people go on the pro tour and they're like man I don't want anything and then they win like a big event or mm-hmm. like man I don't want you know it's it's just really comical how I I always I, I always to when I play Magic IRL I just you know I always make the comment of how funny it is that complaining is often the the quickest path to success
1: yeah, and I, I'm one of those weirdos who actually likes bad beat stories.
0: Yeah, I don't, if they're spectacular, I certainly don't mind hearing them.
1: I, I don't technically mind unless a person's just being an idiot. Like,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't care, like... Uh, it
1: depends, but I, I think I like them more than the average bear.
0: Yeah, like, I, you know, I don't need to hear about your mana screw stories or your mana flood stories, like, those, Yeah, the, know,
1: those, those stories suck.
0: They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're very much akin to, like, when people go up and try to tell you stories about their role-playing game group. You're just like, oh god, no! I don't like. all. I've yeah. never had that happen. I'm not. I, I, I don't care. I don't know. Even if I role played myself, I don't care what happened in your group. Like, <laughs> I really don't. But you know, so I mean, I don't care about mundane things. Yeah. Like, if there is something spectacular, then I'm okay with. I'm okay with this with the spectacular, like one after the other. And to be honest, I like bad beat stories in cube more than I like them in constructive formats.
2: Yeah,
1: I like bad beat
0: stories in cube are nice. Yeah, because you're just comical. You're like, I chaos warped his thing, and then, uh, oops. Yep. He only had one card in his whole deck that would have helped. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha.
1: I'm gonna go and chaos warp the card that you was gonna be bad against me. It's like, oh hey, hello card. Right. I did have that happen. The shrine of burning rage on like infinite counters. I'm like, well, let's shrine that away. Zero (laughs) counters. It came
0: back. (laughs) I guess that buys me a bunch of time, though. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about what Green does? I
1: mean, I think it does. It it felt like for a long time, it felt like I think Green suffered in Cube because people were just not really focusing on the stuff that it was good at. It was just like, hey, here's all this stuff it can do. It's like, hey, it's good at big beefy things. And ramp, and stuff. By the way, have you played Surak and Cube?
0: I have not yet. I don't have one. But I've heard, okay. I'm hearing good things, but I, I just don't know. I, a, I haven't had a chance to play it at all yet. It's a good one.
1: Yeah. I uh, had my opponent, and that was in the in one of the 3-0 three, three, oh, uh, green-white decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I was in, like, blue-red counterburn, kind of, like, control, whatever, which is historically a good matchup. And I got crushed. I just got, nice. I just got my head beaten in. I got the, uh, I got the, um, I was the recipient of the combo of Surak, followed up by Gideon. Wow. <laughs> I was just laughing the whole time, because, I mean, it's whatever, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So I was just like, I was like, wow, this is amazing. It's like, I'm just getting crushed. But, yeah, uh, I, I do wonder, like, if part of... And I don't know if this is something we want to go into, just, like, it felt like a lot of the arguments about green sucks because of this, and it felt like it was maybe not focusing on, you know, just, like, ramp and big things, and maybe that's not why. I don't know. Soapbox? (laughs) I like the soapbox. Yeah. Is that a tangent? (laughs) Count it. All right, so let's, let's count that as a segue. So... I think I think there was, it felt like like years ago, there was like arguments about hey why does green suck, and then kind of looking for reasons like hey, green's lacking in certain aspects like there aren't really a lot of good six drops in green. There's... Well,
0: sure, and that was the, that was the historical complaint color, right? Like the the Jamie Wakefields and the and the stuff like that used to bemoan just green being terrible, right?
1: Yeah. It's just like, hey, here's um, and I guess green still is shallow on sixes, because it's prime titan, and Wormcoil engine, <laughs>
2: right, exactly.
0: else, said. and <laughs> non mono greens basically. Yeah. I mean, I think that what the next closest one will be what rampaging bailoffs,
1: Yeah, and it's just, I think I tried to like that card. I really Me did. Me
2: too.
1: I was just like, man, it makes stuff, but I mean, it, it just. So often was just so meh. I was like, this is just eh, like whatever. If it stays in play for a while, sure, but
0: right. And often it actually costs one more mana because you want to be able to get the land drop right away. Yeah, so you can try to get something. You can get that that bit of sweet sweet value out of it before it goes away. So, so you didn't just like hit six and auto cast it. You actually wanted to have access to seven mana because you wanted to be able to play another land and get the and get the four four. Yeah. So, so, whilst still a six six for six, mm, not exactly a six six for six because that it feels pretty terrible to throw that guy out there and have it immediately die. Yep. So, really was, more like a seven.
1: Yeah, and I think like, like I don't know if a lot of other cubes are doing this, but I know like your cube and then my cube as well have kind of focused more on just like what's it good at, like fives, sevens, and eights. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good there. Like fours fours are really good. But I think like there were other things like does green not have much of planeswalkers. So let's not do planes like for a while the only green planeswalker was what? Garrick Wildspeaker. Yeah, Garrick Wildspeaker and that was it.
0: And then you had that other one, then then the second one, one of the second ones, uh was uh, Nissa Ravane, right? So not good for it Yeah, was just
1: trash for Cube, yeah.
0: However, you know, now we have quite a few that are pretty good, I think. Like, yeah. uh Relentless. And Nyssa V2 is very good.
1: Now whenever you hear somebody say Nyssa, they're not talking about Nyssa Ravine. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to, yeah, this World Waker. Right. Um, Garrick, you know, um, whatever, Primal Hunter.
0: Right. There's, five, there's you know, five mana Garrick.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot. And sometimes you'll still hear people saying, like, well, green still isn't good. But it seems like,
0: I don't know. Well, it goes back to what you opened it up with by saying, do you think most of the time when people saying green isn't good is that they're saying mono-green isn't good?
1: I think so, but it felt like a lot of the times people were kind of like, here's a conclusion, what is it missing? And then it was looking for that. It's like, what is green? Green sucks. Why does green suck? green doesn't have planeswalkers and all these other good control colors and whatever have planeswalkers like, you know, white, blue, etc. So in order to give green a fair share, we need to take planeswalkers away or what does, and you know, this is definitely a huge soapbox In mine, the whole signet thing. Oh, right. And I guess we can, this is probably going to be a huge soapbox. <laughs> I don't know how much, how much, how much of a leash you want to give me on this one.
0: All right, well, I mean, I, I don't think... <laughs> awesome. me, I'll, I'll get my words in first. I don't think that having signals in your cube significantly weakens Green's role in the cube. Or
1: aggressive decks. Correct. Yeah. So, long ago, I uh, wrote an article for SCG. I kind of, like, years ago, it was kind of one of those things where I think Tom LaPille posted a thing saying, Hey... Signets uh, make attack decks bad and they make green bad because they make control decks better and they take away something from green. So green, because it loses that particular strength, it's not really good anything else. So I didn't really consistently cube at the time because if you've paid attention to this podcast for years, I mean, it was pretty much like pulling teeth. So I didn't have the biggest sample size. I think it was like five drafts, but I took the Signets out and then it was like Yeah, Signets aren't too good at all. This is about the same. But I don't think... I I guess I wasn't one of the cool kids and nobody cared. (laughs) They were just like, oh, okay. (laughs) Hey, Signets are still too good. And I was like, wait, what? What? I just already said this. Wait a minute.
0: Shouting into the wind.
1: Yeah, I was like, hello. And a couple years ago... I can probably narrow it down to a couple years ago because I used to do... And it's pretty much with a lot of the core group that I draft with now weekly for Cube. We used to Cube draft at a Denny's and I brought, you know, I kind of had kind of, um for a while I'd kind of varied on how many signets I wanted to have in my cube. I was like, let's do the non-green ones. Let's do five of them. Let's do ten, you know, whatever. And I was like, you know, I want to make Wildfire good again. So let's put all ten. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't as hardcore about data tracking because, I mean, this is only really a recent thing for me. Maybe within the past year or so, maybe maybe longer than that, but you know, it was just I didn't hardcore track it, but it, it was like first draft where I had all the Signets, like there was this I drafted this really good green whatever ramp deck and crushed everybody. I was like, huh, that's weird. All right, let's keep monitoring this, and then the green aggressive deck. I mean, the green decks were still good, aggressive decks were still good, and Signets didn't make them worse.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So. I started tracking the three O's, you know, via pictures since two, um, October twenty second, two thousand fourteen, and I know this because I wrote the day on it. <laughs> I, I have all the pictures. I have them all like written for the day, like you know, two thousand fourteen O ten twenty two blue white deck or something like that. I have them all screen capped. So I was looking at it and I was like, you know, let's look at the deck. And I think we were talking about this. I think maybe like a couple of days ago. And I was like, well, I'm gonna actually look at the arguments because, you know, if we're doing a the- you know, an argument, the two main points are signets make attack decks bad and they make green decks bad. Mm-hmm. And a lot like I think the only and the and they're like too good, like, you know, if you don't draft signets you're an idiot or something. So I have twenty eight decks, you know, from that time period, from when drafting weekly and like popper like, I do pauper cube at the end of the month, and that kind of messes with the numbers, too. So, And this is just counting drafts with my 465-card power cube. Se- uh, 28 drafts, I think only 7 had Signets. So, certainly not oppressive. Like, 25% is certainly not oppressive by any means.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm pretty sure aggressive decks... Let's see, 1... Let's actually count it. 1, 2, 3, 4 five, six, uh, let me, probably say, if I had to guess, probably it looks like about, like, 13, like, aggressive decks, like 13, 14, or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, about 14 or so. So certainly not bad there either. And out of those Signet decks, out of those seven Signet decks, okay. four of them were green. Hmm. So, like, the argument that, like, hey, you're not gonna play, you know, they make your green decks bad, like, what, it it seems a little weird. Like, the argument is just like, hey, other decks are going to do, are going to take advantage of the Signets, and they'll just ramp anyway. And that doesn't really do the case. But, like, are green decks real? are going to turn up their nose at Signets? <laughs> like, sorry, I'm too good to play that. I'm going to turn away these green, co- like, these Signets. It's like, no, that's not really reality. Mm-hmm. And then just didn't find that to really have any kind of basis. And, you know, just like, this mono-green deck, that had that just crushed everybody, right? It had, it had three signets because they're good for that archetype, right? And I think the argument was just like, "Hey, if you're aggress- if the control deck goes like ponder signet wrath of god, the aggressive deck is dead. If your deck, if your aggro deck folds to that, you drafted a bad deck." <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be yeah, blunt. Right. I mean you should be certainly following up with yeah. other things. And I mean, right? You're, you know, just completely at the the mercy of what they're doing, right? Yeah. It's like,
1: like oh no, uh, it's just very like reductionist. It's like, oh, this is doing that, and then they die. It's like, what? No, that's not reality. <laughs> that's that's just like very worst case scenario. But I didn't find that to really match reality at all. I thought that was just really, really just not true at all. But I don't know. It just felt like those arguments were just kind of just. Uh, relics of just kind of reductionist ideas. But yeah, I haven't found those, you know, I'm probably, I'm considering bringing wildfires back, or just like, seeing what I want to do with red non-aggro, and -hmm. then seeing what happens. Like, hey, what do I want to do with this? Like, it doesn't have to be wildfire, because, again, no green, like, red X mid range isn't going to turn down, turn up its nose to a signet. Like, I'm too good for gruel signets, screw you. It's like, no, that's that's not true. <laughs> right.
0: But yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have certainly not found them to be oppressive. I understand that they are very good. They are very good in the same way that Bounce Lands are very good.
1: Yeah, and I remember like when I think I talked to Randy Bueller about it like on Twitter, and I was like, here's this thing. And I think he kind of just skimmed the title, and was like, well, I disagree because I don't think Bounce Lands are good either. And then I was like, This was written however many years ago when that context was the case, and he just didn't listen, and I was just like, sweet, thanks. Right. Yeah, it was just kind of awkward.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's and once again, I, I think there are certainly ways to build things in order to make sure that they don't have that type of effect that other people are seeing. And I don't know, maybe I don't have the same perspective because I'm not a game designer, so, I don't, it's hard for me to see it from a design standpoint as far as like how it fundamentally changes the way games play out. All I can see is that the games are playing out and they don't, I'm never like, oh no, he's got a bounce land slash signet. I guess I can't win.
1: Yeah, or just like, uh oh, like this deck can't compete. Like, I've definitely drafted cubes and there's one I've drafted pretty recently when the default strategy going into it was just a, it, and it feels like this was like a dominant strategy mm-hmm. years ago and people didn't realize that, you know, Hey, you need to support your aggressive decks. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's how you do it. Hey, who's this Usman guy who wrote an article about it? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's not give credit. Um, but like there's before the default strategy seemed like it was just like ignore fixing. And this is, you know, what I, did last times I've drafted his cube, which is, like, ignore fixing, take all the... or ignore the signals, just take all the fixing, take all the Signets, and, you know, take the Planeswalkers, etc. And then just, because the bottom fell out, like, the aggressive decks were all just not very good, you Mm -hmm. just needed to essentially go, like, who... You know, just like in Control Mirrors and Standard now, where it's, like, who can go over the top better, who can, you know, play the late game better. And it was just like that kind of scenario. It's like who controls, you know, the stack better or who controls like the late game better, etc. And that was the strategy. So then I would just go and crush the drafts because that's what I would do. And it felt like that ideology of Signets being too good came from that era when that was the dominant strategy. When people didn't was like, hey, I have a jackal pup in my aggressive section. Hooray! Now aggressive decks are good. It's like no,
0: right? You gotta gotta commit a little more than that. Yeah, you gotta so. put some
1: you gotta put some work in.
0: So, so what are your thoughts then? Just since we're on a, a little, obviously we're talking about signets here. Uh, how do you feel about the idea? And in my opinion notwithstanding, how do you feel about the idea of only running some of the signets to support the color, to support the pairings that want them the most?
1: Yeah, I mean, hell, that's what I did for a while. I mean, that's legit. Okay. I think the main reason why I went to the uh, the All-10 was for Wildfire, and then I was just like, well, they're still good and whatever. Like,
0: Right, and, and until, you know, you know, and, and for me, and I, and I run All-10. I like supporting the Artifact deck and the Wildfire deck and stuff like that. And to me, there's, there hasn't been enough other things that have come out. As you said, when was the last time we got a good Artifact?
1: Yeah, I... Yeah, we were talking about. Did, was this before the recording or at, or during? <laughs> I,
0: don't, I don't even remember. I've been like Well we've been talking for so long. I don't remember the spicy chili. I think before. <laughs> I think it was certainly before. But yeah. you know, is that there hasn't been anything to make me want to push some of them out? I haven't had to go seeking room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whenever there's new cards that come out, right? You start you start flipping through and you start like pouring through like statistics or cards or whatever, and you're like, okay, well, what what can I get rid of? What doesn't see much play? What can I afford to live without? And I haven't felt that way about the artifacts section. It felt in like a long time.
1: It felt like after Scars of Mirrodin. I think that was the analogy I used um, before right, the show. The which Battle
0: is all swords era.
1: It was like there was Mercadian masks, and like white was pushed so hard. And it was like here's all this rebel stuff, and people got you know, they weren't happy because, you know, Rebels was such a stupid deck. They were like, oh, sorry, 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 we got... Okay, okay, we'll back down, we'll back down. We'll make White less good. And they were like, okay. And then it wasn't... It felt... I mean, again, I'm kind of, you know, wasn't really playing much around that time, but it felt like it took a long time for White to get good again. Like, around Lorwyn was it when it felt like it was starting to get good again. And it felt like... And it feels kind of like that way with artifacts. Like people got so burned on these high-profile, such dumb artifacts, like you know, batter skull, worm coil engine, swords, um, you know, even stuff like the
0: tempered steel deck.
1: Yeah, tempered steel. Uh,
0: oh, it faded because of the uh, the stone forge, like the J stone forge decks or whatever. But yeah,
1: yeah, like stone Cawblade or whatever. Yeah, Coblade, which is pretty much driven by stone forge and dumb equipment, and Batterskull. And it's just like, it felt like there was all this really good artifacts, and now they just was like, okay, sorry, 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 we gotta, we'll dial down, we'll dial down, guys, it's, we'll it's dial down. It's
0: pretty simple, right? I mean, that's just, the yeah. way, that's just the way things go, so.
1: Yeah, and it, but it feels like, I do wonder if they'll start to ease back on that. It's like, okay, so here's, like, I think it was just before I was going to sleep one day, it was like, what good artifacts have been printed for cubes since you know, uh, since Scars, it's been, like, Rune Chanter's Pike, I, I guess, and, like, Ugin, which is right, colorless, which is not, but...
0: Right, colorless, not an artifact, right?
1: And, like, Crown of Doom, and, like, that's it. I, I can't... There's, prob- there's probably others, but I can't think of them. Like, I'm gonna... I can leaf through my cube, but I don't think I remember seeing any, like, any... And, and unfortunately, it feels like the bottom kind of goes out on aggressive artifacts. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of good, really high-profile ones, like you know, swords, grafted war gear. But after that, the bottom starts to go out pretty quick. Where you have like infinite man rocks. Is like here's dynamo here's Worn Power Stone, here's here's another man rock, here's That'll another. Fair, oh,
0: all those cards are pretty old too. Yeah, at like, today's standards, we haven't seen any. You know, a lot of those recently either. So
1: yeah, and and I guess the conspiracy guys. But a lot of them are okay, just, like...
0: fair. The Conspiracy cards... Right, but once again, not a constructed legal set, necessarily, unless you're talking Legacy. But I really but of them, do like... They're not overpowered. They're just a lot of fun. And so th- those and, are cards. But there are people who d- wouldn't want to run those, you know, because they're not real Magic cards in context, you know?
1: And even in the grand scheme of things, most of them aren't really, like... You're not playing Canal Dredger, aside from, you know... Corner case like you and um,
0: Jack Grant and man, Jack, Jack yeah, touch people with canal dredger.
1: Yeah, they like you know, Laura Seeker. Nobody's playing that as a two-two agent. Nobody's playing as a two-one. Um, you know, nobody's playing Cogwork. You know, the only, I guess, one of the few ones is like uh, the looter you play. That guy's sweet. Yeah, looter, um, the seven-drop searcher. But there's not a really whole lot. It just is like there's this.
0: Hey, you're playing the looter guy, the colorless looter.
1: Yeah, the three mana guy. But it just feels like. The artifacts it feels like they've kind of dipped down on that. And hopefully, you know, they'll I don't think they're gonna print another like high casting cost However, one.
0: However, we're gonna we're likely going to get more colorless cards soon with uh Return. Battle for Zendikar. Yeah, good old battle for Zendikar. Hopefully, So there's a good chance we'll see uh we'll see some colorless cards again, some Hedron stuff again, so so there's there, there's some uh, there's some hope.
1: Hopefully there'll be some like here's a um, I don't know, I really want another good like bone splitter like a cheap artifact. <laughs> but not
0: yeah. Oh, trusty machete, so close. Anyway, we're talking way too much about artifacts on the green episode. So well, I mean
1: artifacts and I mean, I think Green tends to utilize artifacts pretty well. Like we're talking about with the signet thing. Like Green decks utilize utilize uh, sure. signets pretty well.
0: Right, because they're, they're they are cards that help you ramp, and since ramp is one of green's strengths, then it makes it a natural fit into such. Yeah. So absolutely, but uh, let's 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 move on from that, and let's just talk about some of the some of the, the listener ideas. Now, a lot of the uh, listener questions revolved around like best creatures, what to do besides creatures, and we've certainly talked a lot about that um, on the on the. Topic of large creatures. Let's talk about uh, six pluses. I'm you know, a stops, just a ton of sweet cards. So name me. Let's let's go back and forth. Name me a sweet card that costs six or more mana in green. That's a creature.
1: I'm gonna let you finish. But Curse of Predation is the best anthem of all time. Wait. <laughs>
0: How'd you like that one? I uh I I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Sweet. How how can I possibly follow that up? <laughs> Other than to say that Hornet Queen plus Curse of Predation.
1: Oh yeah. So so best six drops six best six plus drops. And, you know we were talking about that earlier how green sixes are prime time and yeah maybe a bail off. Maybe. Maybe. I mean... I, I guess. How do you feel about Garrick, Master of Beats?
0: I mean, I it's mean, certainly okay. Yeah. But I feel like... It's okay. I, I was right. It's just okay. I actually don't like... Now that we're getting more Planeswalkers, I actually don't like the fact that Greens, most of Greens are all the same name. Yeah because it makes it difficult to have multiples in play. Like, we have so many of them are Garrix now, it makes it hard to have, like, I mean, to have multiples in play. You know, in white we have Elspeth, we have Gideon's, we have a Johnny's. Johnny, yeah. In in blue, we have, of course, we have a billion Jace's, but we also have... Tameo. Yeah, right. And Tezzeret. And Tezzeret, right? There's other blue walkers. Granted, they do different things but I think Jace and Tamiyo often live side-by-side side in the same deck, right? Yeah, red, red. You know, Red's not a super-strong Planeswalker color, but, you know, we have a lot of Chandra's, but Chandra, Sarkin, uh, Doretti, you know... Sarkin, Sarkin. There's a wide enough variety that you could have multiples in play at the same time. Uh, black, you know, once again, you know, everyone's going to be running a probably, you know, one to two Lilianas, but you know, and I, I wish Black had some better Planeswalkers. I think Black's the next yeah. color I think that could use some help, because like Six Man of Sorin was fine when it first came out, but it's a bit it's a bit underwhelming now. And like Obnixilus Planeswalker is it's all fine. right. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I ended but up it cutting. It's in comparison to the other colors Planeswalkers, don't you think?
1: I ended up cutting him for uh, Sidisi. And I've, yeah, liked sure. that. I've liked that
0: change. It's like, all right, yeah. sure. Did you see sweet? Did you said e c sweet? Yep. Demonic Tutor. Hey, yeah, good old... Throw this, uh, uh, this small green creature that I don't need anymore. Just throw this uh, whatever under the bus. Right. Don't say the wayfinder or speed bump. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, just, it don't matter. It's like, what, whatever. But yeah, so, I... Um, yeah, it's just... A lot of the big threats in... Like, six, I think, is a very weak spot for green... And in theory you can capitalize it through cards like Worm Coil, but they're just they get sniped by other colors. Right. And it's like, well, you can take advantage of that if you're lucky. But you probably can't. Right. So
0: other yeah, big like, ones? I, I would like to see more and then granted, certainly I don't think only one six drop green card exists. However, I do think that one is just clear cut above the rest. Yeah. Yeah. However, Let's talk about... Sevens. Costs more than green. More more than six, rather. Because, you know, I can't ever keep all the casting costs straight on the ones that are seven or more. It's just, That's... It's just a blur. It's all it's just, like, like... A
1: lot. Yeah, like forests, like a sea of forests. Right, it's just stuff. I think, honestly, I think people, like, um... I kind of reintroduced Avengers End of Car back. Okay. And I've been quite happy with that guy.
0: Yeah, I, I've i been... I recently told myself I want to try to look for a foil one. And then when I upon looking at foil prices, I told myself that I can wait. Uh yeah. But uh I, I certainly think it's a fine man. I, I think there's a lot of interactions to be had. I mean, God forbid he's in some sort of perforo stack. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I certainly think that's a, a fine card. Um uh, of course, uh I I still like uh Woodball Primus. Primus is a good one, yeah. You know, it's once again fills that role of while it's certainly not a support card because of the heavy matter thing. It it eliminates problems. Yeah. It gets rid of problems, and it comes back for more.
1: Yeah, it's like you never want to kill Woodfall Primus. It's like, well, I I can jump. Oh, right. trample, nope. <laughs> trample. I can. Nope. I uh, can't. Nope. Yeah, so I guess I'm gonna take six. And the body's pretty decent. Like a six six is trample isn't like enormous, but it's not bad. Sure. It's Titan size. That's yeah, fine. Which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. But I, I think in, like, Terracidon, I'm trying again in my cube just to try to... I reintroduced it with uh, Dragonlord Atarka. Sure. Just to see how that package would be. Just, like, let's see what this package does. Because I would just want to see how that... Because I think, like, Terracidon and Woodfall Primus... If someone was to ask me, which do you like better... I I don't know. They both do different things for different board states.
0: Sure, and I think in general, I tend to like Woodfall Primus better, but there are certainly board states where just like Terastodon is just a giant kicking. Yeah, you know? just get, get kicked in the head. Yeah, right, get wrecked. Yeah, it's like sweets. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's another card that, that's certainly pretty good. Um other large... Oh, what's the uh, what's 7-7 seven, seven that you gain 7 life and draw a card when it dies? Oh, Palaka Worm. Or the other way around, right? You draw a card when it comes into play and you gain 7 when it dies? How, how does that work? Yeah, Palaka Worm.
2: Yeah, you
1: gain 7 when it comes into play and you draw a card on the way out. Yeah. I mean, that card's fine, right? Yeah, it's not bad. I, I don't know if I'm going to have room for it in my cube anytime soon because of... Uh, I kind of like the way my top mm-hmm. end with green is right now. Like currently, I have Avenger, and Bees, and Craterhoof, Primus.
0: Yes, Craterhoof is another one that we should talk about.
1: I I feel like that card can be like tends to get underrated, but I
0: I personally love it. Like it's. I mean, comes out of nowhere to kill people a lot. Yeah. I mean, even as a. Like, you know, often, you know, we were talking about this, often the criticism is that it's not good in the Creature Ramp deck. But here's the thing. How, how quote-unquote, bad is it if you have, oh, I don't know, a 10-10 Hasty Trampler on turn whatever?
2: Yeah. I and mean,
0: that card's not bad, even if you couldn't attack with anything else.
1: And I think that's part of the argument is just, like, it doesn't work well with Elves. But I mean, I think it works fine with Ls. You just can't attack with them. But I mean, they.
0: Well, and you don't have to cast it the immediate turn. As soon as you hit that amount of mana, just auto cast it, right? Yeah, just. I mean, the cards don't force you to play. Don't play bad magic. Decision making magic, right? Cards don't force you to play bad magic.
1: Yeah, don't do, don't do that.
0: I, I thought of another six.
1: Hmm. Another six. I'm gonna We're need some hints really
0: going with our Nixos theme.
1: Uh. I was gonna say Arbor Colossus, but that costs five. Oh, Cloud Thresher. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I was gonna say it's very fast. It is. Yeah, I mean Cloud Thresher was a seven seven <laughs> for six mana and it's got haste. Or in Flash rather. Pound for
1: pound I mean, it it uh
0: Hard seems fine. I mean it's a, granted it's lots of j in the casting cost, but I remember playing it in Moto Cube. And like the
1: the quad green was never that bad i mean you're you're playing green, you have mana Ls.
0: that's not that's not that terrible Mhm, it won't kill you,
1: but yeah that's, so I think it's it's a
0: another if you're looking for more six options,
1: yeah, and it's not bad versus blue decks either, like hey, I'll pick a fight like it doesn't protect itself the best, but you know that's fine that's you'll live right, and it'll die, but you'll live <laughs> but but yeah, I, I I honestly really do like Crater Huff a lot. I think that's one that, it's one of those where, I think we've talked about, you know, like Elishnorn Norn, for example, it's just like sure. these board states where it's like, you don't tend to think in the late game that there's these, like, 2-2 idiots. It's like, here's this uh Fauna Shaman, or here's this Walla Blossoms, or Eternal Witness that's just hanging out, doing nothing. And it's like, oh, well, now it's getting pumped. And it just gives that another... And and the argument is that it's not really good for reanimating. And honestly, yeah, I can see that. But, like, I think it just works well. Like, it has different strengths and weaknesses, kind of like uh, Mm-hmm. Like, Terastodon, you know, really good at multiple permanents, but Primus is better on one permanent. Like, Hoof is really good. Not the best reanimation target, but, I mean, that's... You know, on board states
0: with creatures, it's very yeah, good. Yeah, it's a fine reanimation target if you just have a couple of creatures in play, right? Yeah. And maybe that's the best one. Maybe, you know, you talk about your elf deck or whatever. Maybe you're just able to reanimate that guy in some yeah. way on turn three or something with a couple of elves in play. I mean, that's with two other elves in play, that's what, Seven, ten, thirteen damage?
1: Yeah, and then you just hit him with a five? Or no, five.
0: no, that's more than that. Seven, let me think. That would be, it would be, uh,. And the battlefield creatures you control, anything until I turn number of creatures. No, that's 8 plus 4 plus 4. I mean, that's 16 damage. 16. Sorry.
1: Yeah, and then they have some 5 plus three, plus 3 each. And a 5 5 in the subsequent turns isn't amazing, but again, it's like, it ain't bad. It's not like a 1 1.
0: Yeah, it's fine. I mean, this is basically the modern day equivalent of Overrun, where Overrun was just like the unbelievable card in the green decks. This card is just like an overrun that tax. Yeah, and I think it's, it's solid. I think it's, no, it's very good. I think it's a good. I, I, I've been, I, I've, I added, I wound up adding it around the time when it was seeing some standard play, and the and the like. I think Brad Nelson was was doing the hoof. Oh, there it like is, the, the hoof deck or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I think this card's worth it. So. I
1: think Kenny Mayer convinced me on it. And I was like, all right, I trust you, I'll try it.
0: Yeah, Ken, Kenny's got some. Uh, we we should all be so fortunate as to uh, listen to Kenny Mare's ideas.
1: Yeah, he's been pretty busy lately, but mm-hmm, certainly it's, a, it's always a it's always a joy. I'm like, yeah. hey, what do you think of so and so? It's like because I think like I think one of the cards he knew Elspeth was gonna be really good. I remember him and I were texting about it. He was like, it seems like people are scared you know, to say anything more than just, like, it's pretty good, and he was like, this card's just... And he's not necessarily one for exaggeration. Mm -hmm. He's not like the boy who cried wolf is like, this card is the best ever. Not close. Strictly, whatever. Because then it's just the boy who cried wolf. It's just like, "That's, that's cute. You think this card's the greatest ever. I don't really care. But with that, I remember Elspeth, him and I were just like, yeah, this card seems really good. I was like, I'm in Minnesota. I can't test this. <laughs> I agree. This card seems really good. But yeah. Um, other green like um I'm trying to think of have you played Omnath and Cube? I have not. It's a good one. I would suggest it. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's nice uh it's a nice uh ramp thing I and mean, it it gets big fast. And works well in the green in the green rampy deck. It comes comes uh there's a thumbs up. But you can't see it.
2: <laughs> <'Cause... Nice. laughs>
1: there you go. But yeah, I, um, I'm trying to think of, like, I think green has a lot of good fives, and we haven't really talked about that much.
2: Yeah, and
0: but we know that green's got good fives, right? I mean, green's got a, a, a laundry list, much like green-white does, of just, like, all these cards that are just super solid. Like, I think green fives are much the same way. Like, yeah. Just a bunch of cards that are just really good. Like, what's the Undying one? Oh, Voripede? Yeah. Like, yeah. that card's never touched my cube, but I think it's a perfectly fine card. And yeah. would I couldn't complain about it before running it. Like,
1: yeah. Whisperwood. I don't know how often that's played. That card's been sweet.
0: I, uh, yeah, I just got mine. So I will be, uh, starting that one. It's a good I one. I mean, obviously, Thrag Tusk. Yeah, Thrag Daddy. Very good. Uh, the, uh, Stomp Howler. Yeah, just fine. There's a brother acidic slime. Correct. Also a fine card. Just ask Marshall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, there you know, and the list, there there are more too. You know, I think. Uh, Garrick. <laughs> right, Garrick's a five. <laughs> right. right, if we're going into five, you know, you know, there there are plenty of of cards to be had for for five man in green where you're not going to be upset that much.
2: It, so, yeah. but and it does... we're
0: just talking creatures or things that make creatures. I mean, we're not even talking about some of the spells, right? Because that's where uh, some of the better green spells start coming in, too. So.
1: Yeah. And, like, artifact and enchantment destruction, I think green does that probably best, like, better than any other color in cube, I
0: think. Sure. Like it has the... a lot of those, oddly enough, fall at the three-mana spot, which I think is another strong spot in green. Yeah. There's a lot of three-mana creatures that you can play with, which play very well into that first turn elf, second turn three-drop kind
2: mm-hmm.
1: of plan. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like, you see, I think this may have been something we talked about before the cast, too, is just like, like, Red has Manic Vandal, and then after that you get, like, what, Keldon Vandals and Ingotur yeah. and stuff like, and, like, the Torch Fiends and whatever. And, like, White, you have Relic Order and course Sanctifiers and... That's about it, and green, you just have so many, and none and none of them are really bad, like like uh tracker, maybe the worst out of them, but I think it's still fine, uh you know, like reclamation sage, viridian shaman, uh Orangutan, Wickerboulder,
0: viridian, viridian zealot,
1: yeah, Viridian zealot um stomp Haller, even like a, Frailes, you know? Wick-a-bo,
0: wick-a, wick-a, wick-a. Wick-a-bo,
1: yeah. Wickabow, Wickabow,
0: Wickabow, Wickabow.
1: Wickabow, yeah. bow. Yeah, there's just so many good things like that, I think, is one of its big strengths.
0: Acidic Slime. Yes. Aforementioned
1: slime. I remember when a Destructor Dragon got spoiled. I thought it destroyed any non creature thing when it came into play. I was like, dude, that's so perfect. That fits green so well. It's a dragon. You know, its body's not bad. And I was like, oh, and it. Oh. It's when it dies.
0: Oh. Don't some people run the uh, card from New Phyrexia 2, the green one? Which one? You also have... So it's... Uh, it's the one that you get, like, multiple options. Oh, Brutalizer Exarch? Yeah. Or Exarch. I, I, some people, I don't know if it's says popular anymore. But you also get... Uh, Be-
1: what is it? Oh, and it sounds like the sound it's is kind of breaking Beast up. Within? Yeah, Beast
0: Within I've been... Yeah.
1: Beast Within I've been pretty happy I mean, with.
0: Yeah, I mean, I ran it for a while, don't run it anymore, but once again, that does those types of things, right? Gets rid of... It doesn't have the creature removal, it's got the non creature removal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has ways of, you know, blowing up lands, blowing up artifacts, blowing up enchantments, stuff like that. Which is why it, I think, makes it a good support color, because the other colors are good at of those things, but green is really good at taking care of those outliers to, you know, sweep up the, pick up the pieces, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. That's uh, picking up the pieces. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you've heard, you've heard that tune before. I think so. Some, a lot of, like, TV commercials and stuff like,
2: boom, 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 boom. Who did it? did it? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, I mean, you guarantee it's one of those tunes that everybody here called Picking Up the Pieces. So, anyway, with that in mind, uh, you know, someone mentioned. Uh, about loam strategies uh good old Ross mentioned about uh life from the loam strategies, obviously you guys all know life from the loam really good with oh I don't know strip mine wasteland yeah. stuff you know stuff like that, cycling lands if you still play those, but I also think it plays really well you know if you look at the once again let's look at current standard, look at what i what I said earlier about uh seder wayfinder. I think it plays really well in that sort of strategy now too, where we're getting uh, as a re- you know reanimation support as uh, delve support. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, every time you buy a back loan, you, you uh... are dark ritualing basically.
2: Yeah.
1: It does feel like there's a lot of good green cards that just kind of incidentally put stuff in the graveyard. Mm -hmm. And I've been, like, very close to put Hermit Druid in. Kind of as, like, a, hey, search for land, and kind of incidentally put stuff in the graveyard, but I don't know. Like, tap, get a basic isn't that bad.
0: So, you know, it's, it's it's certainly a combo type card. Yeah. But, I think that's, that with these cards like New Sidisi, like not black, not mono black Sidisi, but like, uh, uh, Sultai Sidisi, or, you know, that, you know, there's some value to be had there. And I think we may, you know, I don't know if this is the end of what we're going to see out of those colors. I mean, Innistrad had blue as a self mill kind of reanimation thing. I mean, it didn't make, give us a whole lot of strong, uh, cube cards out of it. But you know there were a lot of those self mill type flashback things. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and those kind of like the spider spawning deck or whatever.
0: Right, and then you know cast or the 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 big gigantic mythic flyer that you could only cast out of your graveyard.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: six six flyer for three or something, but you had to cast it out of your graveyard or something obnoxious. You know? Oh, scab scab Goliath. Yeah, something like that, scab something or other. Former
1: mythic rare, like chase rare, and then it's like bulk. Right.
0: Poor. So, you know, so there's there's certainly a history for that, For you, right. I think the nice thing about Cube is that we get to see all of these previous storylines collide. hmm and, and, you know, they all collide to form, okay, well, this color did this in this block, and this color did this in this block, put them together, and they form Voltron.
2: hmm
1: you know. Now you can see Wolfear, Silverheart, and Serek together at last.
2: That's
0: a lot of damage, by the way.
1: Yeah, that guy had it in that deck. I didn't personally see that combo kill me, but it was certainly there.
0: <laughs> That's a lot of damage. Yeah. Woo, daddy.
1: Do you like Wolfear? Anyway. How how do you feel about Wolfear, Silverheart nowadays?
0: You know, once again, another very good five that I don't play. Yeah. I, cards fine. Cards delightful. Just don't have room for it at this point. There's
2: a lot of.
1: There's a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. Corsair. Uh, green has no. That's why I think the the whole mid range stuff is just very good.
1: Yeah. So. Very rare.
0: Anyway, uh, let's see. Hey, let's. Uh, I, I think we've said enough about green. Let's let's talk about our favorite green cards. You okay with that?
1: Yeah. Good old,
0: old favorite green cards.
2: Should I start or now, you now start? Beyond,
0: beyond, beyond me, mean, beyond any sort of immigration card. I know you were saying you were in Pakistan before.
2: Oh, yeah, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm being racist again. No, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, how'd you, how'd you... Uh... Is,
0: that, is that your favorite green card? Guy uh... who isn't white? Huh? <laughs> isn't that a funny joke?
1: Lol, lol. I was going to say, I was surprised you didn't take that opportunity but it's all good
0: so yeah whatever yeah so, so favorite, uh
1: favorite favorite favorite, favorite right. number five
0: favorite so why don't you? I have some honorable mentions do you have any honorable mentions or do you want to give those afterwards uh honorable
1: mentions hmm yeah I, I could uh feels like this should be in my list but Corsair of Crufix cause that card's dumb
0: yeah that card's really good <laughs> that card's very good I have a similarly costed creature in my uh slot for honorable mention, and that's Yavamaya Elder.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. That card is so good. <laughs> right. It's one of those things it's like, oh, okay. It felt like there was even this, better when damage was on the stack.
1: It felt like there was you know, a lot of those um cycles. Mm-hmm. And when it usually when they do, it's usually blue that benefits the most. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, uh you know, whatever. But in this one, green, just, jeez. Like, th- what, three for one?
0: Or whatever? Yep, yep, yep. If you pay the mana, three for one. Yeah, just, jeez, so dumb. Three for one. Three for one. All right, uh, do you want to give your number five? Let's do my, Let's do number
1: five. Uh, Song of the Dryads. Ooh, turn to turn to Log. Turn to Log. It does a lot of what green wants to do.
0: Well, there's a lot of what green can't do.
1: Yeah, it turns creatures into logs, which is really nice.
0: Question, have you ever used it on your own things to fix? I haven't yet. <laughs>
1: I, remember I I played it against somebody in Cube, and I turned his creature into a log, and then he looked up the card on Gatherer or something, and then was like, okay. And then was like, next turn he's like, attack. I'm just like, no, that doesn't work,
2: dude.
1: <laughs> I agree. I was like if I was like if this card did just turn it into a mana producer, that card would be unplayable. Also, why would I be doing it on your creature? Right.
0: Here, let me turn your guy into an elf for you. Congratulations. Yeah, good job, you. I was not like Utopia Vow. Yeah. I was like no. You that Utopia Vow, guy can't attack or whatever too, so <laughs>
1: Yeah. All
0: right, my number 5 is a card we have not mentioned. Hmm.
1: Good job, Us. It
0: is a card very that a new card that your honorable mention is reminiscent of. Hmm. Oracle of Moldiah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Good old, good old that ramp. Is... It felt like that card yeah. was kind of under, under- it felt like it was underrated for a while and then and then people got on the boat and were like, Hey,
0: take Hey, up take this to- card's actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, people have now learned that, hey, playing lands off the top of my deck is really cool. Hey, guess what you get to do with uh, Oracle of Moldiah? You get to play multiples.
1: Yeah. Like, sometimes you
0: get the... land drop. You don't get game, but...
1: I think people were scared of, like, the worst-case scenario, where it's like you tap out on four, and you don't have a land in hand, and you don't have a land on top. It's like, oh, no, I just got this 2-2. Well, don't play the lottery, because you are... If that happens to you every time you play Oracle of Moldiah... You're the unluckiest human being on the face of the earth.
0: <laughs> what, what about the times you just get to untap with it?
1: Oh boy. Oh, you don't. But you don't draw land after that. You you, you get heart. a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it break, un... break a rule of magic.
1: Yeah, those are usually pretty pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, it's I... a good indicator for for cards that might want you might want to take a look at a little more closely change the rules of the Yeah. So, local we'll we'll number five for me.
1: That's, tr- that's good. I like it. My number, what's my number four? Four. My number four is, five. Den Protector. Ooh. Yeah. It's a, spoiler alert, I don't have, it's a pretty
0: new card to, to be number four on your list.
1: I know. It's uh it, it does a lot. It probably w- should be Eternal Witness, but, hey, this is favorite, not
0: best. That's right. It's a, some combination, right? This
1: isn't... If it was Green Goblin Rabble Master, <laughs> that would be instant number one. Elf, ah. Elf Rabble Master. <laughs> right. But, you know, that's that's okay. But, I, I, I don't know, it does a lot. Like, I think I like what it does for green morphs. And also, one thing we didn't really notice is, it feels like green has the most good morphs for Cube, like, a lot of them are just, like, Exalted Angel and Hidden Dragon Slayer. Or, like, like Red, where it's just, like, uh, Firecat and, like, Irish Shaman and maybe Ashcloud Phoenix, but Green has a ton of good ones. And that's something that's nice, too, where you can can take advantage of that, which is, like, I'm gonna play this morph, and it's not just, like, Law Eternal Witness or whatever, like it used to be a few years ago. Now it's just, like, this could be anything. It could... I mean, it's still some. It's still pretty limited, but the pool is definitely bigger. And like, it, and Gen Protector is, you know, just huge anyway. It's a three-two.
0: right. card. I mean, card, sweet. Yeah,
1: saw you know, me on it. That's for sure. It's a. I'm. I'm a big fan. Nice. What's what is your number four?
0: My number four is ROFLos. Oh yeah, good old Rofllos. Because that guy is absurd. I love groan-inducing cards, and like we said earlier, he's a groaner. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those cards that you cast him, and then you catch your opponent the next turn, slowly peeking at the top card in their deck, like, what's uh, there? <laughs> so, for for those reasons, and the fact that the last time I played with him, I got to ca- hard cast. Uh, I got to cast a turn three Worm Coil Engine against the red deck.
1: Lol, get wrecked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and and follow up with uh, an Aldrazzi soon afterwards. <laughs> That's uh, that was enough for me and my book to uh, to have a uh, good good memories. So, good,
1: good times with uh, the uh, fellows.
0: Pretty pretty awesome.
1: Um, my number four. Oh, it was my number three.
0: <laughs> ah, there <Ruffellos>. we go.
1: <laughs> Crossover. I like how its body is like a two one. That's not bad.
0: Yeah, like you still get to attack for two, right?
1: Yeah, or like he's,
0: he's got green green. He's good for devotion.
1: So I remember sometimes some people were just like, hey, um, should I play this in my two-color green deck? It's like, yes, it has for A-mana, unless yeah. you did it like Treetop Village, Mox Emerald. And it's like, that's still okay. <laughs> now you attack for two, now you attack for two, and they'll still kill it. They'll still kill it on
0: sight. Right, just like, get that thing out of my house. There's <laughs> no way I'm letting that thing live. It's like persecutor. Not a chance. It's like persecutor. They'll just kill it anyway. Right, like, oh, well, what could possibly go wrong if I let this guy live? <laughs> it's like... I wonder <laughs> if I should find out.
1: Sweet, worm coil engine. That was a wise decision <laughs> by me.
0: <laughs> right, well, that well, seemed to go poorly quickly. Yeah, good old, good old Ruffalo. That card's sweet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So my number three is a card that I've actually won some. Uh, I've won some money with. Uh, unfortunately, got banned in Legacy soon afterwards. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, one of Green's signature cards that actually give you two. Besides dudes. Yeah. Power it.
1: There's a. The old survival.
0: Survival of Fist is you know, we there you know, while sometimes not ways to take advantage of it right away, like you know, you have to there's certainly utility involved, but there's, you're still always losing a card in order to, you know, get to the next card unless you're doing like squeeze shenanigans or things like that. However, I'm talking about like the Sultai stuff. Mm-hmm. Every time you mill a card, that's another max. Elf, it's another card for cards like living death to jump back out yeah you know there's there's there, there's quite a number of b- back in the day when i used to play Kesig cage breakers which was another five drop all kinds of wolves would come to the party if you, you just cycle through a bunch of dudes or hacking mm-hmm. <laughs> with that guy like all the wolves are coming out to play cuz uh created a lot of wolves
1: when you attacked. so and they, and they didn't die they just stayed around oh
0: Called Re- release the hounds. just Dis- <laughs> But but uh, survival one of those cards that's uh, it. I, I think so, sometimes newer players aren't quite sure what to do with it. But then there are t- there are certainly times where when my opponent casts it, I'm just like, oh god, something. This is this can't be good for me. Like, like uh oh, something is going to something I I don't like is going to happen. And it's like when they show me what they actually got, that's like I'm relieved. Sure. Oh, phew. It's only a Thrag Tusk.
2: Huh.
0: They've only traded their elephant for a Thrag Tusk. That was going to be much worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. What are you getting now? Oh, right.
1: Here's an Elishnorn now. It's like, uh-oh.
0: Right. Like, it is... Sweet. So, for me, Survival Fittest number three.
1: That's a good one. I, per, so it isn't in my list, because, I don't know, because I'm a dum-dum. I will. That's all
0: right. Eter- spoiler alert. Eternal Witness not in my list.
1: Oh, that's okay my number 2 uh I, I i don't know it's very flexible does a lot of sweet stuff yoga that's apparently that's a theme of like g- stuff doing stuff like green stuff flexible stuff that does stuff green shouldn't do uh garrick relentless
0: yeah garrick Relentless
1: is a fine fine card punches dude punches things
0: yes so green removal, right, one of the uh, earlier on you mentioned another green removal spell in song of the dryads,
1: yeah, it just punches stuff. it's like, all right, and it- most of the time it just kills a lot of things, right It's like, I'm gonna kill this thing, or it just spams out two twos, or it's just like a flame tongue kavu where it kills something, and then it just spams out death touch guys and it's like, good luck attacking
0: right, and then you're just like, oh oops, let me just get rid of one of these guys and get something bigger,
1: yeah, like I'll attack. Attack with this death touch guy. Alright. Okay, sweet, here's my threat tusk. Right. Yeah, I don't I really like Garrick. I think it I don't know if I think it's better than OG Garrick, but I mean I like it a lot more. Personally.
0: Yeah, I think I do too, actually. I just kinda like that card and I just like the card better. And it's actually splashable, like.
1: Yes. It's played it in Bant, sure.
0: By the way, speaking of Bant, why did I not name Noble Hierarch earlier when we were talking about one drops? Oh, yeah! Wait a minute. <laughs> that... I, I, I was just thinking of that when you were talking about Scarecrow last. I'm like, noble hierarchy. Yeah. Why didn't I say that card earlier? That card's sweet. That card that is... might be the best. A Bird's of Paradise. Why did I say that card either? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Mbop. The old m-bop. M-bop. <laughs> m-bop.
2: M-bop. mbop. You Can carry a
0: sword. Sorry.
1: It doesn't carry. Right, it yeah,
0: doesn't.
1: There's... It doesn't carry a super well.
0: No, it, it carries a charged up one though, just fine. You gotta charge it. You gotta give you gotta it up ahead of time before you stick it on. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's the charged up. Take time. it like you do like the Miyagi in your hands and, like, in a minute, you know? Like, like in the Far Side cartoon where God's making snakes. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, these things are easy. You gotta do that with it before you before you hand it over to the bird. There you go. <laughs> I like the equip sort of body and mind to bird and attack. Like,
1: yeah yeah like here's this bird.
0: It's like, well, you only took six damage, but you are dead. <laughs> bill thirty
1: minor so- soap bo- minor soapbox, like when people say sort of body and mind is too good, I'm just like, no, no
0: that's a, that's. Well, that's a, eh. I think it's more there of a
2: times
0: is oppressive, certainly. However, that's not all the time. Yeah. And it's slightly better. You know, I still think it is slightly better than J5 because J5 is just so binary. Yeah, it's either just. Like...
1: And it just feel weird, it like, just it was... like it was like the not do anything. Yeah, and it does. It's kind of weird. It was like seemed like it was printed for graveyard strategies with Innistrad, and then it was like, nope, just for control mirrors play it, and then just mill you, and that's it. And it's like... I don't know. It just felt like a very awkward card. Also, right. it also the hair on it sucks. <laughs> like, his haircut just What's looks terrible. His hairstyle on that card, he just looks just dumb. He just looks so terrible. But yeah, it's, it's weird. But yeah, Birds of Paradise is pretty sweet. So, would you like to hear my number one?
0: I don't know. You haven't heard my number two yet. Oh. I thought it was Mbop, or... Mbop. No, I was just saying, I... I... It occurred to me that I never talked about those when I was talking about mana one drops. Oh, good job, me. <laughs> so, no, I actually have not given my number two yet. And it's a card we actually haven't talked about yet. How are we skipping all these cards? You ready? I purposely, I had a chance to mention it earlier, and oh. I purposely did mention it because I wanted to save the reveal for right now. Oh, trick. Yeah, I was being tricky. <laughs> okay. Not a creature. What? Hmm. Oh. Plow under. Plow under, number two. <laughs> cards absurd. <laughs> it is one of the few cards that you get to kick people when they're down to keep your advantage going. Yeah. Right? This is this is the card this is another groan inducer. You're like, plow under.
2: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like,
0: and especially if they have a bounce land. Uh, how many times I mean a non-zero amount of times, it's like, plow under your bounce land in this land. And they're like, okay, we can go to the next game. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I like how it it kind of synergizes very well because even though when you put two lands back on top, it makes their next two draws just real bad. Mm -hmm. It's like, you drew land. So good luck for (laughs) nice terrible draws there, buddy. But yeah, this is Plow Under, Wow. That's a that's yeah. a sweet one.
0: under, my number two. That's a that's a good one.
1: All right, all right. So number number one, it's another non-creature. Okay. Uh, it's also it's another green card that does stuff green doesn't do.
0: Oh, so another green non-creature that does non-green things.
1: It. Yeah. It's, it's, like, flavor-wise, you could say it's, like, Sultai, because it's library manipulation. Okay. And it lets you pay life.
0: Ooh. So, is there emphasis on library manipulation?
1: You could say, you could say that. <laughs> Does it
0: have something to do with forests as well?
1: I mean, you can cast it on, off of forests. <laughs>
0: Right, but, but would the woods have something to do with the said library? It might. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, Sylvan Library. That's yes. Yeah,
2: that Sylvan Library. That card's
1: so dumb. That card's so good and dumb. It's my. It's. It just does so much. Like, you manipulate your draws. It feels like a lot of people tend to be too scared to pay the life
0: when they should. Oh my God! People should. people should just be paying aggressively with uh, civil library, and sometimes you'll
1: see in like the control mirrors, people will just be like sculpt. All right, draw one. And It's like, what are you doing? Pay life. It'll right, be okay. like get get
0: some. Yeah. Right. Or it's like It'll I
1: need to... fine. Or like here's three cards that are terrible. It's like you know, just suck it up, pay some life, plow through those bad cards.
0: <laughs> right. The, right. Basically, divining top beta version.
1: Yeah. I love the old version that had, like, the activated ability. It's such a weird
0: card. Oh, the fact that you draw the cards is a delight with, like, uh, lore-scale collateral.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that the was... Cards
0: I no longer play in uh, green-blue, but it, once we got uh, Return to Ravnica block, but but that card was sweet.
1: That card was definitely a nice like, combination.
0: Be like, turn to... Sylvan Library, turn three, scare Scarecobaddle, turn four, Jace the Mind Sculptor.
2: Yeah, It's enormous!
0: And I've
1: got this, what, 6-6? Six, six, or is it a 5-5?
2: It's enormous!
0: I mean, well, you draw three during your upkeep, so it's a 5-5. Five, five, and then you Jace the Mind Sculptor, and you draw three more. Oh, <laughs> yeah. After that.
1: Wow, That's pretty and good.
0: They, and then they Doomblade it, and you frown.
1: That's okay. I mean, you still have a Jace. That's yeah, not right. Things could right. be worse for you. Yeah, I I really like what... Because, yeah, it's so out of flavor what green... You think of green. It's like, here's this library manipulation. Here's this paying life. It's like, what?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, here's this drag tusk to offset that life. The... Yeah, I, I... I I don't know. This is definitely... And it's also Roger. another card that's actually splashable. Like, it's, you know, splat and bant, sure. I'll, right. I'll play in Bant. Yeah. Play that off there, sure. Yeah, was, yeah so good. So, so good. Alright,
0: so what is your... So, while I certainly considered Sylvan Library, it's one of the first cards that came to mind. Yeah. It wasn't my, historically, my favorite green card. Hmm. However, much like Sylvan Library, it is the original beta for a very popular card type. It's the kind of the first version of a card type. I feel like many years
1: later. I, I feel like I want to say Planeswalker Like is it's it, not Planeswalker is However,
0: it, this I can tell you that once again, this is card sure. Uh... And was the precursor Are you, re- <laughs> are you ready for, for the next hint? I'll give it away. Is it Durin's Hermit? It is not drain Hermit, although that guy is another sweet five drop. Uh, I, thought,
1: I thought you were going to say because of precursor, kind of like a precursor to
0: precursor golem. No, 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 no! No, I actually meant like the real term, uh, precursor. Okay. It's a precursor, to a subtype of artifact.
1: Oh, so it's like equipment. Hey, okay. keep
0: keep going. Oh, Rancor? Rancor of Rancor. Okay. It is the reusable creature enchantment. Yeah. It's like Bone Splitter point you know in zero point three, you know? Mm-hmm. Like before they even released one point oh to the... It was the uh Rancor. Third. Yeah. And it's really fun. Like it was like, well here's I you know Trample over your idiots. All right. Oh, you killed it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Come let's, this guy. let's do it back. Here it comes again. So, yeah, an early version of green, you card advantage. It is one of, uh, a green aggressive card. It is uh, precursor to equipment, which is one of our favorite card types on the show. It surely is. Uh, so how how do I not? How is this card not number one? that on when it was a standard legal back in the did it see much and play when it got I, I, re- I love the I love the artwork. Oh yeah, it was it was in the there was the Stompy deck that had tangle wires that it was really
1: really good at. Well, I mean when it came back in whatever corsa cuz I know I mean I know uh,
0: it-, it saw some play, yes. Because it saw play It was like the red green aggro deck with like the uh metamorphs What's his name? the 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 boar, the pig.
2: Oh, Flint hoof boar.
0: Yeah, Flint hoof boar. It was like in that like it was in a deck with like that and uh, the aforementioned uh, experiment one and stuff like that. And it saw it. It definitely saw some play in that in that deck. Okay. It wasn't a four of. I don't think. I think it was like a two of, two or three of in most of those builds. But card was real good.
1: That's fine. Yeah, that card was sweet. I know it's definitely an infect
0: yeah it's i, I don't think it sees now with uh become immense now with become immense I, I think it's fallen off all the infect lists I think become immense was the last nail in the coffin for uh-huh. for rancor in those decks uh, but I certainly think it's uh it's a very good card in uh in cube i mean once again i guess. I guess it is splashable. I mean,
2: <laughs> it's only yeah.
0: one screen, yeah. Like, so it certainly sees that play in those, you know, the 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 Zodaks and all that kind of stuff. So, pretty cool and a g- great artwork. Yeah. Oh crap! And I think this card this card was a miss, and it's actually the wrong artwork. I believe this artwork was supposed to be for Defense of the Heart. Wow.
1: Wow. It fits, though.
0: Right, right, yeah, he looks all crazy. But I think it was for defense of the heart, because he's, like, defending the tree. Oh, okay. So he's got, like, hitting with the lightning bolt.
1: Yeah. uh... Hatred outlives... I forget what it was, like, hatred outlives whatever, flavor text.
0: So, it's, uh... Oh, why can't I think of the flavor text?
1: It's, like, hatred something, the hated, or something, or... Hat- uh, hatred, hatred outlives
0: the hateful hatred outlives the hateful that's what it is yeah that's it's a that's a interesting one I like it so uh but I certainly remember it there was something up with the artwork that something it wasn't the right artwork or the templating got switched there was something ahead there was something about it where something got screwed up and uh it was either the wrong thing or the wrong price or hmm yeah, and not remember, let me let me see if i can uh no this is not not great not great pod here but uh and once again you know sometimes i i i question my my memory too to see if it's actually if i'm actually remembering things correctly
1: i do like how bane like the art for that was some long like Non-use okay. Sarengel All
0: right. right. So here's here's how it was the mistake. This is how it was. All right, you ready? I'm going to tell the story. This is from a uh, Rosewater article. It says um, there apparently was uh, the original Rancor was simply a plus two, plus zero, aura designed as mirror to despondency. But that didn't end up being good enough, so Trample was added in development. Now, there's an age-old story that Rancor was actually supposed to cost one and a green, and it got messed up when the card got laid out and just never got caught until it was printed. I've had numerous players ask me if this is true or just an urban legend. True story. Wow. Here's what happened. The development team went back and forth on the cost between green and one green. We wanted to be aggressive with the card but not have it broken. The card changed many times in the file, but we eventually decided on one and a green, Flash forward to a number of months later, when we got the when we got what we call the print text. This is the earliest run of cards where we have the chance to make sure that there aren't any major printing errors. It was at this point that we realized Rancor said green instead of one green. Well, the cards had already been printed and going back to the press would have been a huge expense and could have potentially delayed the delayed the release. So we just decided to live with Rancor at Green. Wow. Maybe it wasn't the artwork. I thought it was an artwork goof too. Hmm. Apparently, it's the casting cost. I mean, that's still a pretty big goof. So right, it's just like, hey, let's make, let's make, uh, oh, this card's not, this card's too good. Let's let's make Skullclamp plus one minus one instead.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: that'll teach
0: him. Doesn't have a drawback.
1: Yeah, it's got to have a drawback. That'll learn you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it so. gets smaller. Why would you want to kill your own dudes?
0: Alright, home Rancor number one. Alright, let's. uh, end With our honorary green card.
1: So, the the one that came to mind, and I actually have, I've played it, and it's it's actually been quite solid and kind of overperformed expectations, but not in green decks. But I feel like it's an honorary green card. Okay. Uh, segue. No segue. It's (laughs) secure the waste. Oh, okay, no I say. Hey, you said
0: you liked that you said you liked that card
1: quite a bit I do yeah, that card's that card's real good, like the funny thing, um what happened was somebody like drafted this really good red, white aggressive deck with it, and I asked him like, hey, what do you think of secure the ways? He's like, it's really said it was really, really good. I mean, is that something you tend to think about in aggressive deck's it's like an X spell I mean that seems kind of weird, like what?" But I mean, it performed super, super well in his deck. So I'm like, all right. So the next day, uh, I did a cube draft, and and that's a place where I usually would, you know, draft that aforementioned force five color control signets, whatever. And they were like, hey, let's draft your cube, and I was like, hey, wait a minute, I was just gonna force signets. <laughs> 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 I was just gonna do that because um, it's for like the the Star City Games cat tokens. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I want the cat tokens. It's like, all right, fine. And I opened the pack and it's kind of kind of mediocre. But it has Secure the Waste, and and the guy who drafted it before you know, he said he really liked it. I'm just like, alright, well, I'm never gonna play this card <laughs> because the other guy's just gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna slam it. And then, you know, it's a completely different group of people, you know, drafting my same cube, and I ended up in this really good Boros aggro deck with Secure the Waste and just crush with it. Nice. I haven't had the chance to play it in Green Ramp, but I assume in that context it's probably just stupid. Like, hey, cast it for eight. Like most of the time I cast it for like four or five dudes, and that was still really good because it's dudes and pants. But like I would assume in like some kind of green ramp deck that that that's gotta be dumb. Also does something green doesn't tend to do. <laughs> this is my favorite trait of green cards. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good card. I, I I I'd say yeah, it's a nice honorary green, honorary green card.
0: All right, fair enough.
1: What is what is yours? We can we can we can do more than one of these, but that's that's definitely the one that sticks out.
0: Well, I I I have one that I'm willing to to be clever about and go out on for. This, tonight, for this episode, Treetop Village. My uh, my my honorary green card. <laughs> of course, the best blue creature ever printed. Ah, uh, um, yeah.
1: And sometimes I see people like poo pooing on that card for Cube. They're like, you know, it's harder to make it big. It's like just, just play magic, dude. You'll get a big.
0: That's it's a, fine. Yeah it's fine. Yeah, so that's, that's that's my honorary green card. Is the is the best. <laughs> it's the best. Is the best blue creature ever played. I like that. Maybe now, maybe now, second best with Delver. I'm not sure. Or Snapcaster, but
2: yeah, it's
0: in the the pantheon of best blue creatures. So it's obviously honorary green since you know I guess it has green in the cost or something.
1: Would you say uh, Mirror Entity is an honorary green card? Like
0: it certainly
2: could be. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Maybe
0: stretch. I don't know. Like I I think think Signets are kind of honorary green cards.
1: Yeah, we were talking about this before. Just like. Honorary like where would they fit? Like signets? Are they more blue cards or green cards?
0: Like I feel like signets are more green, but the bigger mana rocks are more blue.
1: Like the dynamos and
0: lotus. Right, and like uh Coalition Relic. Yeah. That's fair. I feel like those are bluer than this than this. Like I feel like the signets are maybe like blue green. Or like it's like Simic signet.
2: Yeah. But
0: I feel like the bigger rocks. I don't know. I don't I don't have any real logistical reason or logical reason, that logistical, logical reason why that's the way I feel, but it just is. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, that works. So, so there.
1: I'm like leafing through like other stuff in my cube just to see, like, could this be an honorary green card?
0: <laughs> and while I'm looking at it to, to make sure I date the podcast from people listen to, just saw that, uh, lightning bolt in, uh, modern masters 15. What? Lightning bolt. Is it a common? Uncommon. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And a make feel along with it, the swans of Bryn Argol. Oh. And blue and black command.
1: Oh yeah, I like the templating a lot more with the you know the, po- the dots. I like those a lot more than than the, uh, the old style. Than the commas. Yeah, because that's just like, straightforward. It's like boom, 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 boom. Right. The, the bulleting. Yeah. Where it's like, this, or blah, blah, blah. And like, this, boom, boom, boom. It's just very...
0: But yes, yeah, sh- sh- Swans of Bren Argol. Interesting. Well, it makes me wonder if we're going to see a... Uh, uh, what's the card that you discard lands to? What,
1: well, Seismic Assault?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to see, like, Seismic Assault, loam Because, you know, last time, last Modern Masters, all the cards fit very neatly into archetypes, for the most part.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh.
0: Swans of Bryn only has ever had one archetype.
1: That's pretty much true. Well, I mean, it's not bad as a 4-3 flyer. For at least for oh, no, limited or whatever. Three, four, four, four. Fine. Yeah.
0: Just really stinks to have Lightning Bolt.
1: Oh. Hey, how did we forget this one? Honorary blue card. I mean, green card. <laughs> Hint, it's a blue card. Upheaval.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's a, that's a fair one. Yeah. I mean, Upheaval is very blue. But it also works just fine in the green decks too if you can get Yep. God, can you imagine if there was actually just green upheaval? <laughs> can you imagine That would be um Like it like like damnation in black? Yeah. Just like upheaval in green.
1: Wow. Alright, here you go. Wow, that would be Like it, it there's no way it could be printed in standard. It would have to be in like some commander set. Or something. <laughs>
0: Well, no, because Upheaval's banned in Commander.
1: Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I, I remember, like, Mass LD is, like, a huge faux pas in Commander. Yeah, the... So, I don't know, like, um, from the vault, time shifted. Yeah. Uh, there we go. From the vault, time shifted.
0: Can you imagine, well, there What's the green card that, like, kills everything but... Uh... It's like the X spell from one of the from the Green Commanders and there, are like some sort of like ooze slide or something like that. What is that card? Uh. It's like an X spell, and you get to like blow up a bunch of crap. Where it. so it's like a, it's like a nine mana spell or something, and you get to blow up a bunch of stuff of everybody's stuff. Oh. You you Lance for it or something.
1: Yeah, and I have kind of like this weird. Yeah, I don't remember. Hmm. Yeah, I'm usually. I felt like it was cost seven. It was like f- it's a lot. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was like five double green and it was a sorcery. Let's right. let's play uh magic cards.info. Nope. Nope. Wave of vitriol.
0: Wave of vitriol, there you go.
1: Each player sacrifices all artifacts, enchantments, and non basic lands he or she controls for each land sacrificed this way. Its controller may search his or her library for a basic land and put that card to play tapped. Then each player who searched his or her library searched blah, blah, shuffles. So I guess it's like Path to Exile for artifacts,
0: enchantments, Non-basic and non-basics, yeah. But, it's, but it says for each land that they get rid of, they go and get a basic. Right?
1: Oh, not, okay. So it's only lands where you... It
0: doesn't, right. So it won't ramp them. It doesn't ramp you. It just replaces your fancy lands with basic lands.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: But it also sweeps away the other crap, too. Yeah. The other... Non- so basically, all the things that green doesn't like, because green's about nature, man. Hmm. All the non basics and and the the creatures, those are the salt of the earth, man. Everything else is gone. It's a it's all uh, dust it's in all the wind. Swept, it's all swept away in a in, a, in bad feelings. <laughs> in vitriol, it's
1: anger. Right, right. Apparently, green sludge is vitriol. Right. Sure. Let's let roll with that.
0: It should have been like wave of. Bile,
1: yeah, or like slime, right? Maybe they saw that and they're like, "That what, name sucks." What did I first
2: call it,
0: like "Ooze Wave" or something. <laughs> Is I think that so. what I said. I
1: mean that that <laughs> seems legit. Like that that describes the art pretty well. Wave, wave wave of goo. Yeah, what if they saw that and they're like, "This name sucks. We're, we're not doing that." It's like fine. Wave of, you know, I'm really vitriolic about having to do overtime.
2: Right, right. <laughs> I'm
0: like sick tired of your crap. We have a vitriol, like sweet. Let's get out of here. Like someone goes in the bathroom, just like a stream of profanity comes out. We, <laughs> which, ritual? that's a, that's a good card name. We'll write that one down. We're gonna come back to that one in a couple of years. There you go.
1: So, <laughs> all right, I think that's about all I can do. That's that's about all I can handle. I think say, same here. So, um, I guess make sure. I guess is is there some takeaways you want to give some people about what to do in their green sections? And give you know some good old takeaways
0: like. Uh, so, green green does not mean mono-green.
1: No. It feels like sometimes... fine Go
2: ahead.
1: I was going to say, sometimes it feels like, hey, what's what's bad about x collar? Well, mono-X isn't good. It's like, well... I mean, it's not like Lone Ranger. It can play well with others.
0: Correct. Right. Like, and for a long time, I ran Leatherback Bailoff, because that car was really good, too. It's a uh, and you know it's something else, but I, I I wound up that the deck just wasn't being drafted, and because of the mono green is is it's not so it's crap and uh, <laughs> so I wound up coming away from it, and I've been much happier with uh, the ramp style decks. I just you know with, like you said, I think green the place in it right now where it gets to be really flexible. And support a lot of other stuff going on, but if green's doing its own thing, I think you want to. I think green's best, in my opinion, green's best route right now is other colors. You can see that a lot with the multicolors, uh, and you know, give those decks the the extra oomph they need to get over the top, and you know, generate a lot of mana to play your enormous creatures, whether they be green, multiple artifacts. Yep. I think that's that's it's the happiest I've been with the green section in a long time that's good
1: yeah i I felt like and even like the green like the mono green decks that people have drafted and done well with i mean they do like they're not a not gonna turn their nose up on signets, and b they're gonna cast big dumb things, so yeah cast have big dumb things like I think sometimes there can be yeah. like sometimes there can be like a temptation to just. I remember for a while I just wanted to make everything, like, super lean and, like, lower all the converted mana costs in my cube. And, like, that works well for some things. But I feel like for, you know, aptly supporting aggressive decks, I mean, there's also just, like, aptly supporting the green rampy big decks. And then, you know, hey, here's this here's this uh, Terastodon for you. And I don't know if Terastodon's going to stay or if I'm just going to be happy with the uh, Craterhoof, Primus... Um, whatever avenger and uh and bees like you know that could be a thing i'll do but you know it's it's just something i want to try right now but you know i've been pretty happy with that too yeah nice keep uh keep your you know green's good at accelerating do those things
2: yeah i mean good at yeah also, happy.
1: also random thought I liked how on my idea of green cards that I like that do non-green things another one of them Curse of Predation which is not really it's more just like an anthem for the Kanye right yeah
0: I think that so so, so something kind of interesting this has nothing to do with what we were talking about article that I was reading about Rancor uh-huh. that was like a preview article for like uh, M13 it was written back in July 2012 at the bottom of the article, you know, they have like links to other, you know, they have artwork links to older cards. Mm-hmm. I've noticed as I'm going through it, it has the new card borders for Morphling and uh what's his name? uh, uh Cloudberries. Interesting. It's got the it's got the new border with the black info at the bottom and the hologram. Cuz when they pull from it, it whatever the image pull is, it just pulls the most recent one from Gatherer. Oh, Warsling right. was a mythic in Vintage Masters. Yeah. And uh, Cloud Uh and Uncommon in Vintage Masters. So it actually pulls those images. And I got really, I looked at it and I'm like, wait, isn't this article like three years old? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why does it have new card images? Like, am I just seeing something that nobody else ever talks about? I'm like, oh, no, it's <laughs> just pulling the other images. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it. That's all I got. All right.
1: Well, we got one more thing.
0: Oh, do you want no plugs first?
1: Oh, wow, I totally forgot plugs. Good job me uh, so I have some article I've gotten kind of um got some article ideas in the works for uh, gathering magic, which is my my current home for doing articles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. has some ideas in the queue. I guess I should probably say what it is, the one I have right now. Did I ever tell you about the expansion pack I have for my cube? Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do an article about that. It's about three quarters-ish way done. I just need to flesh it out. But, like, essentially, it's like an extra 90 cards or whatever, however many extra cards to just kind of, like, accommodate for extra people and what you can do with that other than just, like, hey, here's extra cards. Because that's just, no, there's things you can do. Sure. So that's something I've got in the works, and then just some other ideas, just kind of floating around, because I, I haven't really done much lately. Just like cube design articles. It's mainly just been like, here's a review, here's a video, here's a review, right. here's a video. I was like, well, that's. I mean, that's just that's great. Just doesn't really. I you know I got other things to write about, so I'm slowly getting back into that. I also tweet about random nonsense, mainly magic. At Usman the Red. And the blog, which I'm kind of in like tinkering with the layout, just the way things are, trying trying some new skins and whatever. Um, I don't know, just kind of still going with it at I'd rather be cubing.wordpress.com. And it has links to my regular cube and my popper cube. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know, one of these days I'm going to update the limited resources cube. One of these
2: days, <laughs> who knows?
1: Uh-huh. These new sets keep coming out. It's just I have no time to recover. It's like, hey, this new set, want try, the, you know, try this stuff out. It's like, I, I just got done, and now right, we have like right? Magic Origins coming out in like two months. Like, it's coming on July. It's like what? And
0: like,
2: yeah, it's
0: it's coming quick.
1: It's crazy. I mean, I, I mean, I'd much rather have that than just like here is nothing here you go, nothing, but yeah, I, lots of stuff, but uh-huh. I'd much rather have Feast than Famine, so there you go. Alright, so, plugs. What, what you got?
0: Oh, uh, at Antony42 on Twitter, uh, I got some, you know, uh, archived articles up on uh, Legit MTG, which is my current home, I haven't written in a little while. Uh, now that school's coming to a close, I'm hoping to get back on it soon. Uh, planning on doing a video article. I think I, I might have mentioned that last time and just need to find a time to sit down and do it the way that I want to do it and make sure it's all right because I don't want to do it and have it be kind of uh, junky. So hopefully as the semester comes to a close and uh, things are starting to light up a little bit in the time schedule, be able to do some some of that again. But mainly you can find me at uh, it's at Antony42 and I'm pretty much Antony42 everywhere. So Come and talk to me. That's it. There you go. There you go. I'm trying to think of
1: anything else, but I got nothing. <laughs>
0: All right. I think at this point there's only one thing left to do.
1: This is true. Rock over London.
0: Rock on Chicago. The time of judgment is here. May your wishes come true. It's uh double. Okay. All right. I the wishes. Oh, yeah. And judgments, the green set, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, green and white. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, wishes.
1: Uh, okay. I- I've I've heard worse. Yeah, I um. I I was about to say <laughs> kind of the same. I've heard worse. I've
0: I've, I've certainly heard worse on this, this very this very show. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> well, that was fun. See you guys next time. All
1: right. Peace out, everybody. All right. Bye. All right.
2: Bye. <laughs>